Welcome to Nerds, Geeks, in the Kitchen Sink. It's a podcast about comics, games, sci-fi, horror, pop culture, music, movies, and a few surprises. I'm one of your hosts, DK. I'm your other host, Chris. Improve if you feel like it. Of course. Uh, hi, Chris. How's it going? I never, I'm never ready for when like the reading stops and then I have to start like engaging my brain to do <laughs> speaking times with well, words that I'm I thought of. Usually, I'm interrupting, so it kind of just goes through that mm-hmm. and you know, smacking the microphone. My brain like goes that. blank and I get terrified for like a second. <laughs> what are we even doing here? I ask myself that frequently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How's it all going? Go good. Um, had the uh, honor. To be able to pick up a PS5. Honor. Honor. You just happen to be on the right list is all. I know. I know. I got one too. Yes. What are your early thoughts on PlayStation 5? Let's jump right into it. Love it. Love it. Um, I think on the get-go, the only problems are the software. Can't Seems like it may not be able to keep up with the system for a little every once in a while. I don't know. Where I know what you mean. I don't know where it's coming from or like how it actually is affecting the system, but any issues I've had have been software related. I have right. not had any hardware no problems. No, I haven't had. I've only had because I've got uh, plug plug the Miles Morales Spider Man Spider Man yes Spider Man, um, and I've had there was only twice. Once it completely froze up, restarted literally within three seconds. Yeah. I was back in the continue game, and it put me right back in where I left off. And there was a little mint on the pillow next to you. I was yeah, like, we're well, sorry. You know, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's Sony, so that means, like, uh, that'll be a $5 charge. They're charging you. Yeah. Um, and then I had one of the final battles, because I have finished the game. I stayed up until, like, I know. I, I, <laughs> You're in the right place. <laughs> I, <laughs> I stayed up until, like, 6 in the morning and played, like, 8 hours straight. To finish it. Um, anyway, what was your total game time? Through the story, and I didn't do any of the side missions. I just, you know, blew through the straight story. Yeah. I'm going to say probably but 10, 11 hours maybe. Yeah. Pretty so, good for a game that everyone's like, oh, it's so short. Yeah. It seems fine. And with there being a lot of side missions as well. Yeah, And that's what I'm working on now. I'm yeah. doing the, I, I, I got the spider cat. Now, it's the same city from the first game. Yes. But it's Christmas now. Yeah, it's winter. Yeah. and But it's funny. There's times that it's snowing and times that it's not. Mm-hmm. I mean, the scenes are all Christmassy. You know, you see wreaths on the... And, and that's cool. They've really done more detail with this new system. Sure. You don't have the wedge face boat people yeah. anymore. Yeah. Um, and then, you, you know, you see wreaths and Christmas trees and... You know, the birds look better. They're not like that, you know, watercolor painting. I'm glad the birds swoop, look better. <laughs> uh, swoop thing. Looking. I know what you yeah. mean, though, yeah. You know, it, uh, but uh, it's really done. They really did a good job. I thought you were saying it's really dumb. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, it's they've, really dumb. They've really done a good job. <laughs> but, uh, no, I mean, uh, but what I was saying, the final battle, I don't know what happened, but it, like... The person couldn't kill me, but I couldn't kill them either. Even though I, I had gotten to a point where they were so far down, it hey, should have. Spider Man doesn't kill people. It should have done the the finisher. Yeah, and it didn't. So we were like in this con. So I had to stop the game and restart yeah. it at the last save point. That's just a good old fashioned glitch. Yeah. So I mean that's and that's and that's a that's a software thing. So mm-hmm. I think right now with as honestly as powerful as. 
the PlayStation is now. I think the software developers under, you know, I don't. I don't want to try and give a reason because I don't no, know. No, and I, and I don't but, know. Just, uh, it is a thing that's happened a couple times for me as right. well. I've had a couple freezes, but nothing serious. Uh, did you notice the feature that you can now see how long you've played each game, and you can feel very ashamed with yeah, yourself? Yeah, I know. Yes, I'm. I'm. Yeah, I'm yeah. several extra hours past that just story time for Spider Man, and I played. I uh, I also have the Assassin's Creed Valhalla, mm-hmm. gorgeous game. Yeah, haven't had any glitches on that one. Nice. So, um, did you have you spilled the blood of the Saxon man? I have spilled several <laughs> gallons. Of blood of Saxon, <laughs> those dogs and rogue Vikings. Oh, so, um, but yeah, I mean, totally gorgeous game. Haven't run any, any kind of glitches on that. I think that's a more expansive game, so it, you know, it's kind of sure running that it has to run at that speed, right? And then, um, you know, we had the Call of Duty. Cold yeah, War. which is really great. The, it's good. The triggers and the new controller really shine. Yes, I yes. was not expecting or anticipating Call of Duty feeling so different just because of the controller. Yeah, yeah, when and you, I noticed that. When I, you pick up a heavier gun, it's harder to pull the trigger and, right. and aim, bring it up to aim. It's harder to actually fire. It, it's the sounds and the, the vibrations and the haptic feedback. Like When you're in a helicopter, you can feel the helicopter in your controller. It's very strange. It's like almost hard to explain. Yeah. You, you need to just experience it. It's really neat. And I do, you know, I... I've got a good set of headphones with it, but I do suggest, and I've I've kind of seen the audio difference mm-hmm. between getting a 3D yeah, headset and and having even a good set of regular headphones that the 3D wins every time. So I, you know, if if you're gonna go for it, get that that better set of of headphones. You're saying the, time to upgrade. Time to upgrade. Saying. Yes. Okay. Sounds good. And, well, and Christmas is around the corner, so yes. In other gaming news, yes, they've announced a James Bond game. Uh, they've teased it from IO, who makes Hitman. Yes, and I think if you're going to pick a studio to do a James Bond game, that's the perfect one too. That's do. a great one. Yeah. Here's my worry about this. Okay. I've already tr- triple analyzed and gone so deep <laughs> on this. Here's my worry. Okay. I worry that. A studio like that, they make a Hitman game. When you make a Hitman game, what is it about? It's about interesting set pieces, and it's about how can we make the kills more interesting and complex. I don't want that for Bond. No. Maybe some of that. I want some of that, but I also want a really interesting story. I was going to say, Bond is more story-driven than just, you know... Being a hitman. Well, it needs so. to be bold. It really right. needs to be no, bold. Yeah. No, well, that's what I'm saying. In addition to. So my greatest fear with this game is, will they be able to overcome their previous format, if you will, right. of just sending you on a mission and then here it is and then come back and here's your next one versus something more like an Uncharted where you have very character-based, you know, may- maybe the, maybe the right. combat suffers a little bit, but the story is... Ten times better. Right. I mean, we'll see. Because we haven't even seen... I, and like we talked about off-air, that uh, they probably really don't even have any gameplay made. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, you know, any any substantial, you know, good-looking other than... Yeah, this cut. is an announcement. We don't right. know... Well, and the other thing is, too, we don't know who will be Bond in this. Will Bond be some 
sort of generic mix of all the Bonds, or will he be or will they a have license? several Bonds? Will it be Daniel Craig? Will it be? And that would be neat too. But I also feel like they just did that sort. They sort of just did that on PS3. Oh, just did that ten years ago. <laughs> I was going to say there's one called um, what is it called? Is it called 007 Legends? <sighs> one of those. Yeah. And basically, you play Daniel Craig. But it's Daniel Craig experiencing scenes from Goldfinger, scenes from Moonraker. Right. All these classic Bond things, but they just put Daniel Craig in it. Right. I like the idea of doing, of getting multiple licensed, you know, Bonds doing scenes from their movies. Right. But, and, and I would love the idea of like, we picked Roger Moore and he gets to do on this, you know, a brand new mission that Roger Moore, it doesn't seem likely they would pick Roger. No. It's, if they're going to pick anybody from the past, it's going to be Connery. Oh, yeah. But I, I don't know. I don't know how that works. Uh, well, and probably much dismay to a lot of fans, maybe even like Pierce Brosnan. That won't happen. I know. Mark just my because words. of the gold eye. I, I know. But I'm just saying, you know, gaming wise, just because of the golden eye yeah. popularity. And I do think Bond should be a third person affair. Yeah. I, I like a first person game. I like Golden Eye. But if you want to, if you want to make the player feel like they are Bond, right? I think uh, putting in third person, letting you see him. Do all these things, and it needs to have vehicles, gadgets. Oh yeah, I was uh, just gonna say it needs to have mini games where you, maybe you're like seducing someone. You need to have you need to have card games. You need to have all the espionage. Right. In my opinion, if you want to make it very successful and the best Bond game ever, you're gonna include all those aspects. Uh, almost a type of not not the same kind of, but the way you can do multiple vehicles, multiple options, and different things. Almost a GTA type of. Yes, but then you can't really have that. Because it's going to have to be many areas. You can, you're right, not going to put right, Bond right. in an open world like run around London and fight well, some no, gangs. Well, no, I said like like that. I mean, yeah. don't mean exactly. That's, but this know. is what I'm saying. They have a big task ahead of them. Oh yeah. To to try and figure out how this game is going to work. A mechanically and B, can we focus on the story enough? Can we focus on the character building and and all that fun stuff? Or is it just going to be a like a James Bond playground type situation? So we can almost well, I mean. You know, another one that can kind of be is kind of that way is like the Assassin Creed type of, but have more of a story and more side. Is it going to be like Bond is in his, uh, he's being debriefed and then they go, all right, tell us from the beginning what happened. Yeah. And then you load into the first level. Is it going to be like that? Yeah. It's a pretty standard. I mean, it's essentially what Assassin's Creed does as well, but you're just loading into the memories. Right. I don't know. I don't think I want that. I, I think I'd rather have something more innovative. Right. I think I'm I think already my expectations are way too high for this game. <laughs> I know they can make a fun Here's the thing. They can absolutely make a fun game. I oh, know yeah. that. Yeah. I've played their games. I love their games. Right. The current Hitman games are fantastic. Right. Very good. They're the best Bond games out there. Yeah. But I feel like if you're going to go the full step and make it an actual Bond thing, you're going to need to really step it up oh yeah oh i mean there's and to do it right i don't think there's anything out there to really compare it to to be a james bond game done right yeah they've tried that's what i'm saying i mean you know there's similarities in other things like i said the assassin's creed and you know we talked about hitman and you know gta kind of having that you can, you know, there's a motorcycle on the side of the road. You pick it up and yeah. go after, or you know, pull somebody out of a car and chase after the bad guy. You right. know, those kind of things could be added to that. Yeah, I think it's going to need some things like that. But I think personally, I'd rather. I think I'd rather sacrifice some 
openness and go for a more linear thing so we can focus on this personally. Right. I think I would make the decision to go a little bit more linear, which linear games are coming back. Right. You know, we have Last S- of Us. Star Wars Jedi, Last of Us. Uh, there's quite a few of those that are doing okay. Right. And uh, I would go a bit more linear on the story. Uh, but Well, ma- and that's what I, I'm not talking about being open in this story. But I mean, your options to be less linear, but your story to be more well, linear. Are you talking about level design? Yes. Well, that's what I'm trying to say as well. Okay. okay. I would go more linear in kind of every way. Okay. But so then we can design these set pieces that are cool instead of just things randomly. You know, oh, I found a tank in there. We're going to drive over or whatever the thing is. But, it needs to be more design. in all honesty, that is kind of a, a Bond thing. For sure it is. Oh, yeah, you know. But I've played Just Cause. You right. know, I don't, I don't need another Just Cause right. with Bond. I, I would rather it be a more well-crafted, well-designed right. set piece after no, set piece. No, and I get that. I, I, I guess I'm just not communicating what I... Chris, shut up. Stop it. <laughs> all right, we can stop talking about this. Yes, I'm all yes. fired up about we'll, this. We can talk about I have extremely high hopes, and I just hope they can, they can sort that out. I'm just hoping we can finally get to the movie. I thought you were going to say the moon. The movie. Like you're denying that we were ever on the moon. I, as you sit here I in a NASA shirt. Say, I know. No. I just hope we could get to the moon. <laughs> Chris, we're not going to the moon. No. no. You we're and going I. going to Mars. Yes, I know. Yeah, we're skipping the moon. Yeah. Straight to we Mars. We already did that. Mm-hmm. Been there and done that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, real quick before we get started on anything yeah. else, I want to give a quick shout out to uh, a new friend. Yeah. Dylan over at the Nightgate Journal. Yes, this is an awesome, awesome audio drama. If you want, and yeah, it is, I would say it's in the horror genre. Yes. But it is certainly a drama. Right. It is very well written, extremely well written. Well produced. Well performed. Yes. Extremely well made in every aspect from what I can tell. Yeah. Um, I I quite like it. And it's funny because you, we didn't talk about it. No. And you walked out to me and showed me your phone, and you're like, have you heard this? This is great. And I said, <laughs> yeah, I know that guy. <laughs> that thing is awesome. Yes. So please, if you are looking for something, and it's not super long, it's not a huge investment, no. you can listen to it at your leisure. I believe it's bi-weekly, just like we are. Right. Uh, check out the Nightgate Journal. Uh, please. It's really cool. If you're looking for something more horror and a little bit more, uh, you know, a little quieter. And it, it, it's a psychological horror. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. I mean, you know, you, you sit back and listen, and you can see these things. In you can get in the zone. I honestly, a couple of times, I got the chills. I was like, yeah. that is very well written. That The concept of that has <laughs> creeped me out. You've done your job. <laughs> yes. Um, what I One thing I love about it is that it's so... Uh, it's so grounded. It seems so re- because he's writing a journal, right? He can talk about himself like that, as you were saying off mic. He, yeah, uh, he he can really be real. It seems real. He's you know. Well, and the thing is, the whole concept is like, you know, um, not not to really spoil anything, but it's like at times, you know, he is talking to someone else also. Yeah. And you know, it's like, okay, is this real? Is this not? Is this a dream? Is it not? You know, you know, there's things going on. I'm not the only one seeing the, you know. Yeah. And it's kind of all. It's almost a first person, but third person because he's writing this in his journal. And one thing that I've thought about multiple times, like after I was done listening to it, I, it, it was just in my brain. Right. The little touches, little things like the story about the moon. Yes. Or the story about. Um, 
it, it just it, it being homemade pizza night. Right. That stuff was real. I've had weird traumatic things where something that really shouldn't be scary scared me. Right. So I can really identify with things like that. And, and things like he talks about with him and his wife, the tension because yeah. of, you know, things that he's, you know, it's like almost, you know, I, I see things over, you know. I don't want to say anything. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I'm crazy. Right. I don't want to cause problems tonight. Right. Yeah. So please check out the Night Gay Journal. Yeah. It's excellent. Very, it's very, very good. good. And it was so funny, like I said, that, you know, we never talked we about never it. We never talked I, about it. You yeah. showed up, and I'm like, yeah, that <laughs> thing is great. I mean, literally, I, I listened through all but the newest episode, which I've already listened to, you know, all but that you one. You mean at that point? At that point. Yeah. All, you know, in one, you know, hour and a half, two hours. Yeah. You know. It's digestible. So it's AF. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you put that quote somewhere? Yeah. Digestible AF. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, please check that out if you can. Yes. And if you like it, make sure you give him a five-star ring. Put a ring on it. Yes. Please. Put a star. Put five. Put five rings on it. Yeah. Imagine if Frodo had five rings. <laughs> One more thing real quick before we get to Mando. Okay. Yes. They made the announcement about Wonder Woman. Which yeah. could be big movie industry news. It is big movie industry right, news. Right, right. Bigger than the Snyder Cut, I dare say. Oh, God. Don't even get me started on that. <laughs> Santa, Shit all I want for Christmas show. is the Snyder Cut. <laughs> Sadly, there are people that think that. No. Um, yes, unfortunately. Well, I want a Beanie Baby. <laughs> <laughs> I want a, a, a apocalypse Beanie Baby. God I, forbid, you know. I want a Tickle Me Elmo with a mask on it. 2020. <laughs> no. He laughs and then he coughs all over you and then you get sick. Yeah. That's horrible. <laughs> don't make that. Yeah. Why would they make that? Why would you think that? I don't know. <laughs> I got a brain problem. Yeah, well, you know. Well, but Wonder Woman will be coming to right. theaters On if, if there's any theaters left. <laughs> right. Um, which is a terrible. I mean, we laugh about it, but I'm very I hope theaters no, can make I it. No, I mean, I, I love going to the theater. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know. When I was dying for New Mutants to come out and went to yeah. the theater in yeah. the middle of everything, yep. because it was worth it. Yes, it was. Worth it. <laughs> to me, it was. Yes, was it? A, what you know? Going back to that, was it a great movie? No, it was a good movie. Why did you I, say like it was a good movie? It was a good movie. Mwah. I saw Mario the other day. Oh, uh, Mario. Anyway, um, but I mean, the experience you get in a movie theater. I mean, home. Everybody can have a great home theater system but it's yes. still not the not same not the same not the same i like to get dressed up in a tuxedo a very expensive coat a rented limousine to pick me up take me to the movies hey you <laughs> know what when they finally open all back up there may be some people that do that i would buy some package where you do that <laughs> i really would do that and have a you know leather couch yeah that, uh, and and have people serve you yes I, I would I would spend a couple hundred bucks on that. It would one. be worth it. Yeah. So anyway, Wonder Woman will be <laughs> on HBO and in theaters. Yeah, HBO Max. Yes, HBO Max. So and then very limited theaters. Whoa, Chris! You didn't silence your phone before yes, the I recording. Did. Oh, oh he says he did. I, yeah, but he did not. No, I didn't. He's a liar. Shut it. Okay, are we ready to proceed on to the? Mandalorian. What everybody's here for? The Midichlorian. Is, did I get that right? Ah. I better open up my uh, my uh, raspberry lemon kombucha before we do this <laughs> nerd thing. Hang on. Here we go. Here's some ASMR. 
Bubbly. All right, now, first sip, please. I need silence for that. <laughs> All right, delicious. You, you've made a spike. I made a spike. Okay, into the meat and potatoes. Into the mutant potatoes. <laughs> that's what you said, right? Yeah, that's what I said. You ever had a potato go rogue in your in your cupboard? Like, start growing yes. eyes. Yes. Hey, I had a sweet potato that I kept for, like, as literally a, six months. <laughs> <laughs> that grew vines. And I wanted to see how long before it would, like, shrivel. Yeah. It still never did. Oh. It just kept growing vines. I was like, um, that's going to go. It's creepy. It's going to start crawling off the cabinet at yeah. some point. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. Mutant potatoes. Literally had, like, two and a half foot long vines. Yeah. out of it. Mine, I had one that like grew a hand. It was weird. Yeah, that was immediately, you know, incinerate that one. Yep, get that out of here. Yeah, the uprising has begun. The potato uprising. Potato uprising. That's next year in 2020. (laughs) All right, episode 11. Episode 11. (laughs) Uh, the heiress. Yes. First thing we see. By the way, we're going to go... Uh, did we talk about what we're going to do? <laughs> this is The Mandalorian. We're going to go through episodes 11 and 12. So, kind of scene by scene, moment to moment. Break it down. Talk about it. Give our thoughts. So, lots of spoilers if you have not seen of it. Of course, yeah. If you Stop now. It, get out of here. Go watch and then come back. Yeah. We'll wait. Yes. <laughs> How long should we wait? <laughs> well, that's what the pause button's for. Right. So go ahead. All right. The Razor Crest is limping to Trask. Which I believe he says that exact thing. Yes. Trask is the planet that we saw in all the trailers with the uh, the ocean and all the, the Mon Calamari and the, the, the Quarren. Yeah. Um, everyone is sleeping. The first thing we get is like frog ladies holding her <laughs> egg tank. Yeah. Baby Yoda's just sitting there kind of passed out. Right. <laughs> um, it's like we go straight to Baby Yoda cuteness in the first 10 seconds of the show. Oh, yeah. Just to assure you that everything's... Everything's fine. Everything's yeah. cute today. Uh, the next thing we get is the there's like an alarm that goes off. Oh, we're right. here. We're here. Yeah. We get another dank ferric from Mando. Right. It's a fun new swear. Everyone's yeah. using it. <laughs> um, I need to start putting that into my daily vocabulary. Dank ferric. Uh, the guidance system is busted, so they have to do manual reentry. Yes. So the ship is going down pretty fast. <laughs> like a. Like a flying brick. Yeah, yeah, they're they're punching through that atmosphere. There's fire. One one little touch I really liked about that was the all the condensation inside. Yeah, uh, I just thought that was a neat touch. And and that's you know the one thing that I've noticed almost they really started hitting that that little detail like mid stride of last season, mm-hmm. but this season they've really ramped up that. Those little details. Selective science. It is. It really is. You know, the condensation would have been immense from them being sealed up in that cabin mm-hmm. and the heat from the. Of course, from, the reentry. Yeah. Reentry. So. Uh, so, you know, he basically he says the the reentry is going to be pretty hard. Right. Uh, we don't. We might not have enough fuel to slow down, so we have to yeah. wait till the end and then use it right. all at once. Yeah. Which is a fun little thing. Um. It uh, let's see here. They they do that again and again. This is the we've not. Can I can I have a retake on that? Yeah, that happens in Revenge of the Sith. They they're going down towards the planet, right. and their their ship is 
busted. Yeah. So it's kind of an, I don't know, it wasn't meant to be a reference, I'm sure, but it kind of put me in mind of Obi-Wan and Anakin and that big right. ship. And I, the big, like the half end, end of it falls off and he says, I think we lost something. Okay, in a far off shoot, it reminds me of the way the, the Razor Crest was going in. And this is, you know, completely out of left field. Have you ever seen Space Cowboys? Yes. I have. The flying brick, him coming in manually. Yes. The way that shuttle was coming in. The what year did that come out? Oh. What, late 90s? I saw it in the theater, I remember. Early, early 2000s, late I think 90s. it was late 90s. Yeah. Uh, the thing I remember most is, is it is it Clint Eastwood chewing ice? Is he crunching on ice? No, it wasn't Clint Eastwood. It, it was uh, is some, Sutherland. Is that who it was? Donald Sutherland. Somebody chewing ice the whole time. Yeah. That's all I remember from that movie, literally, is them chewing ice. And I had the wrong person. Because <laughs> it was James Garner, Clint Eastwood, yeah. uh, Donald Sutherland, uh-huh. and Tommy Lee Jones. I, I remember Tommy Lee Jones quite well. Was he the one that couldn't see? No. Damn it. That was uh, James Garner. Damn it. Okay. <laughs> or no, no, uh, Donald Sutherland. What? Because he always wore the sunglasses. <laughs> oh, because he know, was the womanizer. All I know is Donald Sutherland. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, anyway. That's nothing to do with this. Yeah, I'm sorry. I know. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, so they, the frog lady. He's like he yells at the frog lady. Help me, help me pull this lever. He's gonna hold, hold it, it back. Hold yeah. this lever, which she magically understands. You know, basic now somehow. Maybe he pointed. I don't know. Well, yeah. Uh, so so they so they they're getting there and the uh, the landing. Um, what do like you want to call tower. it? The tower. Yeah, the landing tower is like you need to slow down. You need to slow down. <laughs> he just turns it off. Yeah. Um, they get there and they they hit that they hit it at the like last just second. Before, and, it's like, and it hovers, but then one of the engines blows up and they go right in the drink. Well, and then that Mon Calamari standing there watching. He's just and watching. As it's coming down. And then, you know, the engine blows and it, like, yep. throws it to the side of You the think water. everything's fine and they just take a dive. And, yeah, and he just shakes his head and turns around. <laughs> yep. And the next thing you see is them uh, craning it out of the water. Yeah. Um, covered in seaweed now. Right. Which is fun. Which looks like a modified AT-AT. It is. I believe they've cut the top off and made it into more of a platform like type a crane. thing. Crane holder. Yeah. Crane holder. Crane holder. You know, That's like a crane word. holder. And uh, they dropped that bad boy right where it was going to be. Yeah. I like seeing that modified ad at. You can take a war machine and make it useful. Right. Um, and then the next thing you see is the title card. Yeah. And it pops up, chapter 11, The Heiress. Yep. Let's see. What's, oh, they get off the ship and Frog Lady immediately looking around. She's nervous. You can yeah. tell. She's looking for her dude, man, the frog fella. Yeah. And uh, the, the, the dock worker walks up and uh, Mando's like, can you fix it? And, and and the guy goes, fix it, nah. But I can make it fly. Yeah. And uh, basically, he says, like, he, after Mando walks away, he goes, "I'll fuel it up <laughs> if it holds fuel." Yeah, if it holds fuel. <laughs> so it seems to imply that he's not going to fix it at all. He's just right. going to he's just going <laughs> to fuel it. Yeah. And Mando is paid a thousand a thousand credits. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, there's tons of aliens around in this scene. Right. Tons of Mon Calamari. We got some uh, Quarren running around. Right. Different colors than we've seen before, too. Kind of different shades. A little darker, yeah. a little lighter. I don't know so if it's, it's like a regional thing, just this part of whatever this world is. Right. Because this is not Mon Calamari. This no. is Trask. Trask, yeah. So I, it's not their native world. So, But it's neat to see different um, different looks on these aliens that we've been seeing for years and years. Right. Because um, they seemed a little darker than, like, you know, 
the normal kind of well, bright reddish orange than we know. Or, you know, or the Mon Calamari Akbar, being yeah. dark like Akbar, yeah, right. much darker. Um, Frog Lady finds Frogman, yeah, and they have the most beautiful scene when they run and embrace. They yeah. embrace each other. It's glorious. It's so cute. <laughs> it's so fun. Right. I loved it. These stupid costumes and these. There's people in there. It's so dumb, Chris. Yeah, I love is. it so much. I love it so much. But you know, honestly, I mean, if you're thinking, okay, these are frog people. Yeah, it works. It manages you know. to have a little heart. Yeah, it's so. It's like a Jim Henson thing. Like kind of these weird dumb puppet uh, costumes. Yeah, that actually work. They in, work. In, yeah, in some dumb way, they work. <laughs> It's kind of uh, beautiful, really. That's the power of Star Wars. Right. Uh, they so Frogman thanks Mando. He shakes his hand. Right. And Mando asks him, you know, have you seen anyone else that looks like me? Do you know where I can find a Mandalorian? Right. And he gestures over to an inn. So they go to the inn. You know, just to go back, you were saying that him talking to her, she may understand normal speech, but he can't speak. Is hers. that what it is? Because I'm be. thinking a Chewbacca that, situation. Yeah, well, I think so. You know, it's kind of one of those things because I remember, you know, she's communicating earlier. Yep. And then it's not like the, like on the Razor Crest in the last episode. You know, she uses the communicator from the, the other robot, yeah. but it's not like she's listening to the robot. That's true. Talk to her. Yeah, that's true. So I, I think she understands normal speech. Mm-hmm. Maybe she can't. Do it, her vocal cords or something. Yeah, I don't exactly. know. So I don't know that's frogs. Just a thing. Yeah. Do you know any frogs? I don't no. know any frogs. I've seen frogs. Okay. I'm lucky. Gig frogs. Lucky. I'm gig frogs. <laughs> so they get to this inn, and they're in like the dining area. Oh, you're you're telling me to shut up. You forgot one little thing. Oh, there's someone watching. Yes. yes. I skipped right over that. Yes. Someone is watching. They disappear quickly. I found this to be a little confusing. Okay. Because this character. Is um oh boy, I meant to get the name. It's Sasha Banks is the yes. actor, right? Right. The character is not the main Mandalorian from the group. Right. But you don't know that in the beginning. We don't know of that. the fact that she doesn't have an helmet on. But to me, doesn't it seem completely cloaked? Doesn't it seem a little confusing that we see her? But maybe I guess it's because they don't want to blow the big reveal. Yeah. Of who actually is with them. Right. I just thought it was strange. That that's who we saw, and then she has like one more sentence of dialogue in the entire episode. After like well, she says like one thing, yeah, one or two things, yeah. Um, but the thing is, is I I think they wanted to leave that character a little more mystery, yeah. Because I had heard speculation. We thought it was somebody else. Her we thought it was somebody else. Yeah. you know, that's another true. bounty hunter. You know, yeah. So I had heard other speculation with that, and even we thought maybe. You know, the Rosario Dawson Ahsoka Tana thing wasn't true that she like may maybe have been, that was and maybe yeah. that was edited. You know, there were, there was all sorts of speculation. So I think that that was kind of just pulled a little further in the episode. Yeah, that's true. And like so, I said, they, they really couldn't blow the, and you the did big want, reveal. Yeah, you didn't want the big reveal yet. Sasha Banks' character is called Casca Reeves. Yes. Casca Reeves. Casca Reeves. Um, welcome to Casca. <laughs> Costco. Never mind. Uh, so we get in there, and the first shot is you see some Corrin sitting at a table, right. having a, starting to have a meal. Well, and but, the whole place is kind of packed. 
now. Yeah, and it looks like a like a nasty old little restaurant, which I like. One of those scene shanty pubs. Yes, you know what? The most amazing thing is that the food is served with a big vacuum, vacuum tube. <laughs> it just squirts it into your. Yeah, you want to like eat? Here you go. It slop yeah. it into your bowl right in front of you. Which the food is served alive, by the way. Yeah. There's a some kind of starfish, octopus, which creature. That, you know the little scene with that. Very much face hugger. Yeah. Um, I just but I noticed like the little bowl. I like the little bowl, the little wooden bowl. Yeah, they're not it's, real. It's like fifty fifty. It's like split down the middle, and like half of it looked, looked like meat, half of it was vegetables. Right. And it just I like the look of it. it. It had a cool aesthetic that fit the whole the whole World. area. Yeah. Yeah. I, I that little touch. I was like, oh, that's nice, and I want to eat out of that bowl. Just not what was in it. I don't know what was in it. It oh, looked yeah. like it might have been okay. Well, when it suctioned its face to the, the Not that child. bowl. Oh. The other bowl. Oh, There's okay. a bowl when when you see these two. One of them has a shaker of some kind, too. He's like dumping something almost on like it. Almost like salt and pepper. Almost, kind of, but it looks yeah. like bigger. It looks almost like pearls or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, th- that was a neat little touch where you just see all these little things on the table. Right. None of it's ever explained, but it's just fun to look at. Small details. It's one of those Star the, Wars the, Yeah, things. those kind yeah. of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they squirt the, they squirt the chowder. It's chowder. Yeah, right into the bowl, right there at your table. Um, let's see here. What's next on my list? That's when he says the chowder. Oh chi- yeah, you know, Mando. So they they're seated by a real uh, kind of a funny looking Mon Calamari with right. a with a big uh, sweater. Yeah, a big red or not sweater. Sorry, a big red uh, sweat. Uh, what do you call that? What it goes around your neck and and it's a it's like called a. <laughs> Chris, you might have to you might have to slap me a few times. Is it no? What do you call that thing that goes around your neck when it's a scarf? A scarf. Good God! I have to cut this out. I can't leave no, this in yeah, the show. It stays no, in. it stays in. You no one will if ever hear flubs, this. If my flub stay in your no. Okay, it's a red scarf, not a sweater. Although I think he is wearing some kind of. Yeah. A, well, it's like you know the Mon Calamari that was on the deck where the ship went down. Mm-hmm. It looked like he had a sweater straight from J.C. Penney. He did have a. Yeah, it was. It was pretty awesome actually. Um, but yeah, this guy's wearing a big old scarf. Yeah, it's very cute. Which you wouldn't want to wear if you're serving food. You're going to be bending over and getting it into people's chowder bowls. Well, he's just putting a hose in the chowder bowl, so I don't think the scarf scarf is going to make uh, too much of a difference. You don't think he's too worried about it? No. Okay. (laughs) Moving on. Uh, I even wrote that I wrote the word sweater, not scarf. All right. Well, I don't know the difference between sweaters and scarves. (laughs) Just goes to show how much you actually wear them. I'm bad at shopping. Yeah. Um. He he tells Mando basically, hey, the seats here are scarce. You have to if you're going to sit down, you're going to eat. Right. Uh, and Mando says, well, uh, I won't, I won't, I won't buy food, but I will buy information. Right. And he slides him some. Do you know what those were? Those were from Episode One. Those were the flan. Yes, the calamari uh, flan. I love the way they look. They're you get a, almost a better look at them here. Yeah. They're like clear blue plastic and you can see maybe chips or like circuitry inside some kind of electrical electrical (laughs) some kind of electronic device right um they remind me of like an n64 controller or like the old game boy like the see-through plastic you know what it reminds me of the um disney infinity oh those little chips that yeah the scenery whatever those are called chips or chips i guess yeah i don't know i can't remember what they're called (laughs) yeah those were neat yeah uh, but I love that. I'm such a sucker for that, like, clear plastic. It just reminds me of my childhood, and I just get, I feel good about it. Yeah. So, like, if there was any prop from this episode, 
I think I would want a full one. It's awesome. (laughs) So, yeah, give me those. Plus, they don't take up a lot of space. So, if anybody knows where I could get one, let me know. Right. Please. I'll pay handsomely. (laughs) I made a note here that I'm just not sure about. Okay. Let's hear it. Oh, I understand. (laughs) This is bad, Chris. Okay. I wrote... That the flan looks like uh, the plastic thing they give you at Olive Garden to let you know when your table's ready. <laughs> like, that's kind of what it looks like. Uh, again, it's I want table one. Table ready, puck? Yes. Yeah. Uh, so he takes the he takes the money, looks around. Um, he, he grabs the, the the food tube, squirts Yoda some chowder. Uh, you get that shot of Yoda with the spoon. Right. It's adorable. Yes. You just see him looking around like, I'm ready to eat. Let's do this. Yeah. Looking adorable. <laughs> and then his chowder is alive. And he gets attacked. <laughs> he gets face huggered. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, the uh, Mon Calamari goes over and finds another guy at another table who says uh, maybe... Uh, he, he basically he he knows that this guy can possibly help me. Right, you you kind of missed the 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 one little funny line in there. Oh, did I? Where you know, Mando jabs the. Oh the yeah, thing I wasn't I his... wasn't there yet. Okay, 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 because there's a cut in between. Sorry. When you see him walk over. Sorry. Okay, okay Chris. Hey, I'm just this is, saying. This whole thing is I, in I shambles know, today. <laughs> um, yeah, but so yeah, he so the thing attacks Baby Yoda and he kind of grabs the vibro knife and kind of jabs at it and says, "Don't play with your food." <laughs> Um. So and then he kind of peeks over the bowl, like, "What the yeah, hell was that?" I don't know if I'm ready for this. <laughs> yeah. So this Quarren sailor comes over and sits down, and he says, "He says he can take Mando to others of his kind." He says, "Like it's a couple hours sail." Right. He he chuckles menacingly. Right. No person should trust this thing. No. It's ob- He's so obviously evil. Mando, come on! I, I guess I wonder: is that a Quarren thing? Do they all sound like that? Is that just like yeah, a I'm species sure. thing, or is that this guy's evil and everyone? I mean, because the last time we saw that creature, Return of the Jedi, <laughs> I was going to say was really not that much. They have some involved. in Star Wars Battlefront, but I don't right. know how you know accurate that is to exactly. the movies or the shows or whatever. Right. So, uh, yeah, he, he, Mando follow. He just Mando keeps following people who are evil. So the next shot is of a boat on this big open ocean, which I like. Yeah. There's not a lot of seafaring in Star Wars. Mm-mm. So it's neat to see in this. Um, the boat looks pretty realistic. It's like a neat space boat, but it's not a space boat. It's like I mean, a it looks like water a, boat. A, what would be a fishing boat on that planet? It's perfect. It's perfectly designed. All the stuff on the all the stuff on the deck is like stuff that looks like you would see on a boat, but the Star Wars version. Right. Which I I appreciate all the effort put into the set yeah. design. It really is really fun. I mean, that that's one of Star Wars's, you know, but I, I'm not going to say best things, but one of the things that they're most known for that attention to detail on. Of course. You know, that they can make anything, you know, it more believable to a creature, but relatable to things we see every day. Everything is super designed. Right. Let's say that. Right. So at this point, we hear this, Basically, all the—I I don't know how if this is explained properly—but all the Corins are brothers. Is I, that that this is one huge clan? Maybe it's. Yeah, I was gonna say maybe it's like this clan, or, or are they actually brothers? Well, it could be like you know, like a squid has how many babies yeah, all at hundreds once? Hundreds of babies. Yeah. Is it that kind of situation where they're born in, in a huge batch? Yeah, I don't know the background of the corn if that's yeah kind of a thing, but yeah, they all refer to each other as brother. 
and then I had the subtitles on, and it was like brother four or brother five. <laughs> like there's there's so many brothers. <laughs> right. Um, they're feeding what's called a mama core, which I don't know what they feed that for. Is that what births them? Uh, and that's what I was like. What exactly is that? And why would you have something you feed on a fishing ship? Well, I believe that it's, was kind of the thing that I was. To me, it seems like that's actually in the ocean, and the the ship opens up to well, allow access. Well, I'm not to that. sure because that seemed like it was like below deck. I don't know. And they said, well, we hadn't fed it this morning, mm-hmm. so it was really hungry. Yeah, what what is it for? Why do they? Ha- if it is in the boat, why? If that thing is giant. Right. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Is it in some kind of cage under the ship? What's that about? I don't think we're ever going to get an answer No, that. no. But it is Mama Cor, and it's like Corin. That's the, the species. So is that is that like, does that birth all of the... I don't know. Yeah. Or is that crazy to think? I don't know. This is Star Wars. Right. I'm sure at some point there's going to be some story about it. Oh, for sure. So, uh, basically, this is when the guy reveals that he's evil. He hockey slap shots Baby Yoda into the uh, into the water, and the Mama Core immediately goes for the pod. Right. But but the child is smart and presses his button, closes it up. Well, and, and it, it literally comes up a la... You know, the Sarlacc, mm. the way it just kind of, you see all these teeth in yep. this giant, you know. And it, Star Wars loves these slug teeth creatures. Right. Uh, that kind of suction teeth mouth, like, yeah. you know, the the space spiders. Oh, all them. these things. Space mouth, you know. space spiders, teeth spi- No, yeah. <laughs> no, Chris, no. If someone had a fear of pointy, sharp teeth, then uh-huh. this season is not well for them. Don't do it. Uh, Mando dives in without even thinking about it. Right. He j- immediately goes, nope, time to go. Right. Dives in. They cover the grate. Mando's trapped. Right. They're all they're all trying to get him with their force pikes or whatever those yeah. are. Um, they're trying to drown him. They're like, drown him, get him, finish him off. Right. They're all uh, trying, to, trying to kill him. When, uh, who comes down? Oh, just some Mando's. Right. Just some fun Mando's. And one specific one with an owl on her helmet. Yep, yep. So, by the way, really quick, there's one line that the the Corrin says. He says, the best car is ours. Right. So it becomes clear that this whole thing has just been a plan to get the best car right. armor. So that's a couple of times now already in this season that people are just trying to get his armor. Right. Which is... Well, and I mean, you know, as much of a rarity as it is, because it was explained, you know, by... Well, right. In the last... In the first episode, he's uh, John Leguizamo's character, uh, Gore says oh the price of it just keeps going up it's right. value he keeps going up so right that that beskar is a uh, highly sought after right now which by the way gore I, I didn't say this it was in my notes and i forgot to say it uh-huh. that name gore have you seen the the move the sci-fi movie gore it's just it's like a science oh, it's more of a fantasy movie gore uh-huh. it's got jack palance and some other if I have, it's been a long time. I just didn't know if that was a reference to that. Right. That, that's like a whole world. I know there's like comic books and, and all kinds of stuff for mm-hmm. gore. It, G-O-R is how it's right. called. But that, I thought that was a fun, just a fun little reference, if nothing else. It right. probably is, right? Everything else is a reference. To We're going to get to I one mean, later that yes. I was like, ho, ho. I'm very well prepared for this. <laughs> um, so he's trapped under that grate, and then three Mandos show up, and we have Cosca Reeves. Right. We have Axe Woves. Yes. And we have Bo Katan. Right. Which we definitely heard that middle name before. Yes. <laughs> well, 
Yeah, we have. Yeah. Um, Actually, all of them. They've all been referenced in... Here's where I have to admit that I don't know anything about the Clone Wars. Right. I know that Bo-Katan is a pretty big player in especially later seasons. She was in both Rebels and... Yes. I've done a little bit of research on her, but I don't have the knowledge that all the Clone Wars people have. So I'm, I, it's getting to the point with this show that I'm, I just have to watch Clone right, Wars. Right. So I plan to do it sometime soon. I just, uh, this is a busy season for me, so yeah. it's going to be tough, but I'm going to try and squeeze it in. Um, but yeah, so, uh, so if you're a Clone Wars fan, you're freaking out right now. Right. Because here's Bo-Katan, who is a very, very big in the sh- in the show, and honestly, her armor is pretty spot on to the to yeah. The, it, it looks exactly like the animation, right? It looks exactly right. Yeah, and and even her face. I mean, they well, I mean, was she? Now let me ask you this: Was the character design based on Katie Sackhoff? I think it was. Okay, because she played her in the in yeah, the she animated in, in the and in this, yeah, which is cool. My only question is her age. It, to me, it doesn't seem to line up or. Well, I mean, we don't necessarily know how old, because I mean, look how old Boba Fett could be. She says she fought in the Purge, though, right? And that's when Mando was like twelve or something. Yeah, I guess she doesn't look. I mean, she could be around. I could visually believe. looking around forty-five, fifty. I guess. I mean, I don't know. I think she looks great, Chris. What are oh, you I saying? Mean, no, <laughs> no, I'm saying age. No, no, I, I, I know. Mean, I, that's who, the point I was know, making. The Mandalorian may age slower. Because, like I said, look at Boba Fett. Yeah, I don't know. And, I mean, he was not a... He was just a, you know, not a clone design like the other ones. He was just yeah. a child, a baby, mm-hmm. and, you know, everything else. So Yeah, I don't know. So we'll see. We're, yeah. I'm sure maybe, down the line, maybe we'll get more right. answers on that. But uh, so they show up, um, and they take care of those Korans pretty easily. Right. They, uh, the, the one guy... Swoops down. What's his name? Axe. Axe. Yeah. Um, body spray. <laughs> he comes down and body sprays a guy with some bullets. Right. Laser bullets. <laughs> uh, it was it was a pretty quick little fight, but they take care right. of him pretty easily. Yeah. They pretty much just murder all of them and then they save. Now Mando gets saved from the water, but he says the child save the child. So they just jump in, and I believe it was Costca Reeves. Yes. Yeah. Sasha she was, Banks's character. She's like, I got it. She just dives in. Yeah. Takes care of the mama core. And uh, gets the baby out. Now his pod is destroyed. Pretty much. I mean, it's dead and all the hell. And I she don't know if they're going to be able to fix it. So I wonder if. Well, and you know, from then on, I haven't seen the pod. That's what I'm saying. So yeah, spoilers for the next episode, but right. you don't see the pod since then. So I want you know that's they lose that uh, little extra protection for the baby. Right. I mean, I'm sure they can just get it fixed anytime they want. I mean, it could just show up in the next episode, and we'll just assume it was fixed. But. It, I don't know. I wonder if they're making the statement like, oh, it's a little bit more dangerous for the child now. Right. That's sort of what it feels like. Yeah, it does. It does. So they save the child. He comes out. Um, and then the man. So basically Mando is saying, oh, I've been looking for you. I, I need to find where this Jedi kid goes. And then they take their helmets off. And he immediately stiffens up. Well, and, and you know what's funny? Even though you can't see his face. You know you his eyes get like real wide, like what the hell? Instant pissed. Yeah, and you can just—I mean—that's the the testament to that body language acting. We keep going back to it. Yeah, yeah. So they, he immediately stiffens up when they take their helmets off, and uh, he goes, "Where did you get that armor?" He immediately thinks they are not real Mandalorians, right? Kind of like you know, 
what's his name? Or I already forgot. Yeah. Timothy Elephant. Right. Jank. No, doesn't matter. Uh, I'll think of it when I'm not yeah. trying to. Uh, basically, he uh, gets mad at them because he thinks they've stolen that armor. But Bo-Katan says, uh, "This has been in my family for three generations." Right. Um, it's you know, it's her birthright or whatever. Right. Um, she says that she's Bo-Katan of the Kree's clan. Right. And the uh, last of her, the last of her line, um, which is funny because that kind of lines up with what the frog lady. Yeah. I wonder if that's meant to be some kind of parallel. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I th- yeah. It's just, just. I think I think it does play more into the Clone Wars and Rebels. Well, I just mean like the fact that he was willing to help her. So will he be right, willing to help? Right, you know right. what I mean? So, um, she she f- kind of goes well. That sucks. This Mandalorian is well. Basically, that's when Axe a, goes. Oh, he's yeah, one of them. He's one of them. Yeah. Uh, she tells him he's from the the Watch. Which Death is, Watch. Yes. Well, she calls it the Watch. Oh, the Watch. Uh, but that's what it is, Death yeah. Watch. And uh, essentially, that that is a zealous Zealand. cult. Yeah. And uh, they they take it too far, and it doesn't need to be. You know, th- they want to go back to the old. They want to be the, of, like the old ways. Right. He says there's only one way: the way of the Mandalore. Right. And uh, she, she's disappointed because she wants his help to. Basically, there's some Imperials. I, now, here's another thing I'm a little fuzzy on. Okay, I believe is Mandalore currently occupied by Imperials. No, or is it just uninhabitable? I think it's you know by his thought because there's a comment. He says it's cursed well, because we. That's after a scene right. that we we passed over. No, I think it's later. Right. No, that's what I'm saying. It's after a scene we passed over yet. We haven't said anything. Okay. Because at that point, that's when he he leaves. Yeah. You know, and and leaves them and goes back to the main dock. And then you see a shot of them all leave the ship. Yeah. And the ship explodes. They blow it up. Well, this is when the the brother conversation comes in. Right, play. we're back to that. Yes. Yeah. So Mando's walking in a you know along a dock. It's nighttime now. Um. He gets jumped by a bunch of Quarren. Right. And the Quarren says, you you killed my brother. Now, did you notice anything about that? What did I miss? Well, I, it's, it could be nothing or, okay. it, or it could definitely be something. Um, he says, you killed my brother. And it, what famous line is there in, in cinema history? James Cagney says it, right? Do you remember oh, that? Oh, yeah. And that dude... Is wearing like a big trench coat, right, 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 right. Much like yeah, a Cagney yeah. would wear. You dirty rat. Yeah. So you he, killed my brother. He all he all but says you dirty rat. Yeah. In that scene, <laughs> and 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 if you look at the trench coat he's wearing, to me it seems like it's obviously it's, yeah, obviously a it's reference very, to that. Yeah. So I thought that was funny, but maybe it was only me that that caught that. Maybe it's not really a thing, and I just right. projected that because I like to do that kind of thing. Right. So. uh but that's when he says, I'll, I'm going to kill your pet. Yes. Because you killed my brother, I'm going to kill your pet. But then who shows up but our Mando trio. Yeah. And they said, uh, Bo-Katan says, no, actually, I killed your brother. Uh, let's get down to business here. And they just wipe out all the corn. Literally. Like, instantly. No, I mean, the corn have lasers on Mando and everything else, and they don't even get a, a one shot off. There's no chance. And it's just like, doo, doo, doo. they're it's all It's over. Yeah. Yeah. It's over. And then they go, can we at least buy you a drink? Yeah. <laughs> can we at least talk about this, Mando? Yeah. Um, and then so, that's when they go into the explanation. Yes, they go into the explanation. Um, she's seizing weapons right. to uh, try and 
I, it sounds like they're going to assault the Imperials and take over the take planet. Take back Mandalore. Yeah. Because that's when he makes the thing that the planet's cursed. The planet's then, cursed. Anyone who goes he, there dies. Right. And then um, kind of the reference back to the watch being zealots. Yes. Don't believe everything you've heard. She says that to yeah. him, yeah. And, um, and then you get the nice shot of Sasha Banks sucking up a tentacle. Right, which and, is where Baby Yoda learns how to eat it properly. Yeah. And he's like, ooh. Yeah, I could do that. Yeah. She says she can lead Mando to the Jedi if he helps them siege this ship right. and get the get the weapons that they need. Um, so the next shot is them all on the Razor Crest, like hanging out on it. It reminded right. me of Wayne's World when they're <laughs> laying on the car at the airport. Right. It, it made me laugh. They're talking about the ship, and basically they lay the rules of the ship can't climb into the atmosphere until it's out of the port airspace. Right. So until then, they have a pretty good opportunity to get it. Yeah. Yeah. So Mando agrees to help. He drops the baby off with the frog family. Right. Who is uh, about to have their first spawn. Right. And uh, he he says, be respectful and mind your manners. You know what I'm I'm talking about. (laughs) And you get that shot of little baby Yoda put his little face up against the glass. Now, see, the thing different from the last time when, when people were all having a fit... This time you notice in the eggs, they're moving around. Yes. And he almost has a different They've look on his face. He's, he he's, has wonder on his face. Yeah, he's, at he, that point. He can't believe it. It's not a snack anymore. It's right. a beautiful It's a beautiful so, so birth. So it goes back to that whole force sense that he, there he senses something alive. So maybe yeah. it's not necessarily in the same. Well, I mean, he eats that starfish thing later alive. Well, but that's... <laughs> and he probably... It's meant to be food. Yeah, I don't I mean, know. Yeah. yeah. He just knows. Yeah. <laughs> but it is cute, that shot of his well, face. Well, maybe more of it, like I said, a sentient being than just a... Yeah, I wonder if you can just tell. Floundering around. Simple creature. Yeah. Uh, he watches it being born, and his face is just lights up. It lights up. Yeah. It's, it's so emotive, that dumb puppet. Yeah. And that's the shot. That whole scene, when you see... Frog Lady and Frogman holding Baby Yoda, looking at this big tank, all this dumb puppetry right. and these stupid and frog outfits, so well. and I'm just warmed full to the brim, yeah. just loving it. <laughs> Every bit of it works for me. Oh yeah, and I just can't get enough. Oh I know. So it's, it's, three it's thumbs up for me. I'm gonna need to borrow one of your thumbs. Okay. So the next thing is they they just straight up fly up to the ship. Right. The Imperial, the stormtroopers are just like outside chilling. Right. And the one, the one guy, Axe is his name. Yeah. He grabs one and just shoots straight up in the air, and then you <laughs> see him. The the Imperials are like, oh, we're being raided by pirates, and then the the stormtrooper just smashes on the front of the windshield. <laughs> Very funny. That that kind of reminded me of um, Indiana Jones. Oh yes, <laughs> yes, that's funny. <laughs> yep. <laughs> So the Imperial captain here is a pretty famous actor. Yes. Titus Welliver. Yes. He's been in a lot of stuff. Tons of stuff. Yeah. He plays bad guy, cops. I mean, he's always been basically kind of a hard-ass character. Yes. Anything he's ever been. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's this Imperial lieutenant or commander of this He's a captain. Trainer. Yeah, captain. So... And he's got two little like engineer or um, navigational that guys like in the front with them. They look like they're shitting their pants the whole the time. The whole time. time, yes, they are. <laughs> <laughs> they make their way into the ship. Right. They start blasting their way towards the cargo hold, which is where all the weapons are. Right. And uh, we we see um, 
them trying to you know hold them off and they just can't they they have uh no trouble getting right. to the cargo hold right so then they get there and then kevin dorf is there who yeah. is a comedian who's very funny he's in so many things uh i have a friend who met him in a bathroom once that's true <laughs> he uh he's like just shut the door he's close the doors what does he say he's, close all the doors close all, close all the doors <laughs> yeah uh it kind of reminds me of the uh, in the first. It's, I think it's in the first Star Wars when he's like, "Open the blast doors, yeah. <laughs> close the blast doors, open the blast doors." <laughs> yeah. And also, in the same time, C three PO is like, "Shut them all down." <laughs> it just kind of all feels the same, right? So, um, he's there. He's yelling through his comm link, "Close the doors!" And so he's talking to the uh, captain, and he's like, "Oh, we've we've trapped them. Well, where did you trap them? <laughs> we trapped them in the uh, <laughs> the uh, cargo the cargo control room." Yes, I lost my place in my yeah. notes, of course. He's like, the where? <laughs> and then on cue, Hang that's on. when the bay doors open. Yes, and, and he gets sucked get, out. Yeah, right. Sucked straight out. It's very funny. They hear him screaming over the comm link. <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> so then Bo-Katan goes over the radio, and she says, basically, we're taking your ship. All your stuff is ours. Um, we're going to you know, take, take our planet back, and right. there's nothing you can do about it. And um, so they they call – oh, wait. Well, so anyway, right after that, yeah. right after that, we then have um, Mando kind of goes, hey, you're changing the terms of the deal. Right. Which is straight out of Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. I have altered the deal. Right. But basically she says, if you don't help me, we're not going to give you the info you want. So right. you might as well just do this. Yeah. You know. She's telling him that while the captain calls Moff Gideon. Right. And he's like uh, – Hey, what do we do? We have this with these guys on, yeah, on our ship. Help. Oh, and I I did gloss over there was a there was a scene when the stormtroopers are calling to the to the cockpit and they're like, There's at least ten of them or more. Right. And the guy scans and goes, Well, there's, there's only four, four life forms. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Typical stormtroopers. Right. Uh, and there's also a little reference where um Axe says, Oh, uh, no more than a squad. They couldn't hit the the broadside of a bantha. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> which is a funny right. a funny term. The the running gag with Yes. And it's true. Yeah. They call Moff Gideon. Basically, he says, it's too late. You know, if they've already made it this far into the ship, uh, you know what to do. Right. Long live the Empire. So the captain blasts his dudes, gets on the controls, just nosedives it. Right. So now it becomes a race against time. Right. Mando and his buddies need to get up to the cockpit and stop mm-hmm. them from crashing the ship. Right. So uh, we start to we start to head up, and then more troopers come to, to hold them off. Right. They uh, they have the predator vision in this. They they did it a little bit before too, but right. I like the heat, the thermal vision. Well, because uh, Timothy Olivant's Boba yeah. Fett helmet had it too. Yeah, I just like that they the we rock. get a couple cool shots of them, right? Like throwing some smoke out, but they can still see through the smoke, so it's no problem to right. just eliminate these guys easily. But then they get to a, a one choke point where like right before the cockpit, there's a there's a bunch of stormtroopers, and they just can't get through. They're just laying down such heavy fire. So Mando pulls a pulls a orc from the two towers yeah. and runs up and blows him up with these two he's just taking shot after shot um but nothing's getting through his armor but it's like right. obviously maybe the the black the i wonder why it's hard for him to go because it just seems to glance off of his is there force from those and, and that's what i'm thinking maybe like a like um i don't know some kind of 
like or is there some kind proton of proton projectile in that laser or, kind of thing? Or I was going to say like a rail gun kind of. Or, yeah, maybe it has some kind of force, or maybe when it dissipates after it hits the armor, it it's like a it, yeah, maybe it hurts, it burns, or something. yeah, or a concussion force, something like that. I yeah. guess is what they're implying. Like maybe they're like solid photon. I don't know. Yeah, science man. Right. So there, he he grabs a couple of uh, little bombs, and they're not thermal detonators. They're smaller. No, they're the ones he uses all the time. Yeah, they're little. They're little bombs. Yeah. Um, and he 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 grabs a couple. Well, it's the same one he used on last uh, Gideon's last episode oh, and too. on yeah. Gideon's ship. He uses a ton of those. Right. little guys. Um, and he 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 runs all the way up there. Like, couldn't he have just thrown them from farther back? <laughs> Maybe they wouldn't have reached. He and they were. He was far enough back. That Maybe. He could, you I don't know. know, but it's just for for drama. Yeah. So he runs up and he's getting blasted, but uh, he manages to throw those and take out all those troopers. Right. They make their way into the cockpit, and um, basically Bo-Katan grabs the the commander or the sorry the captain, and she says, uh, "You know where is it?" Right. And and he knows that she's talking about the dark saber. Right. He's like, "Well, if, if well, and that's the thing, they don't ever say the dark saber." Right. You she know. says, "Where is it? Where is it?" And then that's when, you know, when you have to ask, you already know. He says, know. if you're asking, you already know. Right. Um, and the Darksaber, again, if you haven't seen Clone Wars, is essentially what they use to unite the clans of the it's Mandalorians. It's like the Excalibur of, it's of exactly Mandalore. exactly like that, yes. And she said, and earlier in a conversation, she said about taking the throne. Well, she's the oh, heiress, she's right? She's the heiress, yeah. She's had the throne before, if I'm not mistaken, and yeah. she's lost it. So she wants to get back to that. Right. And, finally fix her planet so uh he basically says you know you already know you know and she says all right i'm gonna let you live but um you know you're gonna tell me what i need to know well he says you might let me live but he won't let me live right that's moff gideon so he bites down on the suicide pill in his tooth which is like a electrical shock yeah. to the brain i guess yeah it's pretty wild kind of has that same look like when uh Vader got hit with the Force lightning. Uh, yeah, a little bit. In, yeah. in Jedi. A little bit. Um, so um, at that point, they've saved the ship. They, they've corrected the course. It's not going to crash. They, they've now taken control of that ship, which is a ship that um, was even in... It's an older ship. Like, it's from right. the Clone Wars. Yeah. It's an older style ship. It's from... Uh, I think it's even in Phantom Menace you see that ship, I believe. I think so. Not it's that exact one, but yeah. that kind. Yeah, it's a transport. So um, Bo-Katan tells uh, Mando, take the kid to uh, Caladan on the forest planet of Corvus to find Ahsoka Tano. Right. Now, this is interesting for a couple reasons. Number one, this is the thing I was referencing earlier. The, the planet Caladan mm-hmm. is a planet from Dune. Yeah. Planet Caladan. That's where Paul Atreides is from. Right. I looked at the spelling. It's one letter change. Run, run. It's one letter change. Right. So again, I don't know if these are references or what. They're or they're just straight up stealing right. planet names. Well, the Caladan is the system, right? In, yeah, yeah. This says the planet. Yeah, yeah. So this says the the, the Caladan system. Right. But a lot of times that will be like the main planet and the right. like the Endor system. There's a planet Endor. Right. So, or the Dagobah system. Yeah. It's a planet Dagobah. Right. 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 I think. I don't know anymore. Yeah. It's referred to as Dagobah. So right, I assume right. that's how it works. Yeah. So, um, anyway, I thought that was interesting. Another Dune thing. Right. I don't know if they're just paying homage to 
the thing that inspired Star Wars. It's not the only thing that right. inspired. You know what I mean? No, heavily, I get it. heavily, yeah. uh, influenced heavily influenced George Lucas. Yeah. Everyone knows. Well, there's that. a reference in the next episode too. Yeah. So, um, and also the planet's called Corvus. Right. Well, Corvus was one of the ships from Star Wars Battlefront Two, I believe. I That's think, the yeah. ship that the. It's one. It's one of the factions has that ship. Yeah. That might be the main ship you're on. In Battlefront Two, it's like I think it's your. Like your capital shit, I think. But either way, it's just yeah, another another it, use though, of yeah. that. Um, but yeah, basically, we hear the name of Sokotano. Right. Um, so now we know that's where Mando's trying to get. Yeah, and basically, she told him to use her name. Uh-huh. And yeah. saying that I sent you. That'll you get know. you in the door. Right. Yeah. So Mando jumps out. He just jumps off the side. Right. Um, he goes to get the little kid from the frogs. <laughs> the little baby Yoda does not want to leave. That's such a kid thing. Yeah. Because he's playing with it. He's playing it's with now, it. Now a little bit bigger tadpole that's in a bowl of water. It's not the, in the tank anymore. The, I, I hesitate to say animation. It's not animated, but the the puppetry of that right little tadpole thing yeah. is literally. It has no points of articulation. No, it is one thing flopping around a bowl with a sound effect. Uh, yeah, it's the worst puppet of all time, and I love it. <laughs> it's so good. And Baby Yoda, you know, he's having fun. Doesn't want to leave. Right. And. Uh, Mando says, "No, we we already have enough pets. I don't yeah. want I don't want another one," which is kind of insulting to the frog people. Right, right. <laughs> um, so they start to they get back to the ship. Um, Mando looks at it and goes, "I gave you a thousand credits, and this was the best you could do." Um, and he just kind of hands him he hands the, him the, the iPad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, "Just sign the iPad, right?" Uh, so you can get out of here. Get out of my face. The ship is now seemingly held together, literally, with netting and with string, string <laughs> with string, which is very fun. Right. Um, one of those starfish octopus things is somehow in the cockpit. Right. And it's climbing around on the little strings, and it makes it look like it maybe you know is going to attack Baby Yoda. Right. But Mando grabs it just because he's you know of course he's a badass. You can tell him notice. You see him noticing it. Right. He just grabs it without even looking. All badass, and just the next thing you see is Baby Yoda slurping it up, just like the other the Mandalorian. Did. Right. So uh, he learned from that. So another thing we can take away is that Baby Yoda is learning quickly. Yes. He's learning a lot of things. Yeah. And he'll be learning in the next episode as well. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Um, Mando uh, turns around and says, uh, "I finally know where I'm taking you, but it's going to be a bumpy ride." Right. Uh, which is like you know kind of a statement for the rest of the show it seems like yeah we're not going to get there anytime soon so just chill <laughs> we'll get there right uh they jump into hyperspace and there's stuff of- literally falling <laughs> off the ship right it's it's very fun yeah and it's kind of a fun little shot that hits the hyperspace and then there's one this little piece, piece of the ship the ship's still spinning like right from where it was <laughs> makes you wonder if that's important or if it's just a fun little like just a fun little your ship yeah. sucks dude yeah <laughs> It's probably that, but you never know. Okay, so that leads us into episode uh, 12. That's right. And the title of that is The Siege. The Siege. Okay, starts off, we're, we're in the ship, and it kind of goes through, um, you know, with a calamari, you know, hot wire in the yeah. ship. And it's got a little scene which... Is straight out of Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh yes, 
he he's got the the kid is down this little small like <laughs> it's the Groot scene. It's the Groot scene. If you from press Guardians that, we all 2. blow up. Yeah, <laughs> I'm Groot. And he's he's talking about okay, take the blue wire away from the spot and put yeah. the red wire. Don't touch them. They're don't touch them. They're electrified. They're charged. You know. And we go through the okay, no, 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 not the blue one because he puts some plugs and blue one in instead of the red one. Uh huh. And he's like, no, no, put the blue one where the red one was and the red one where the blue one was. Don't touch them together. And don't touch them together. And he's uh-huh. almost communicating. The child's almost communicating a little we bit more. We can tell he's learning, and he's also making more vocalizations right. this whole season. Right. So he's kind of doing some little cooing and going ba ma ma. He babbles yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Well, anyway, he touches the wires together and shocks, and then gets the the typical sound of a Star Wars motor yeah. dying out. And, the, vroom, 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 vroom. <laughs> and then he's like, oh. "You okay? It was worth the try. Yeah, <laughs> it was worth a shot. It was worth a shot. You okay?" <laughs> and he just kind of <clears throat> a little puff of smoke from getting electrocuted. Yeah. <laughs> Child abuse. So, you love to see yeah, it. Yeah. So it kind of splits to a scene where they're eating. They're eating broth, mm-hmm. and he's telling them, you know, there's no way we can make it to make it to uh, the planet. We're gonna have to stop and get repairs. Mm-hmm. And he's like, we're gonna have to go see some old friends. And turns to the child and says, "You want to go back to Navarro?" And then the child kind of looks up. at him, yeah. yeah. And then we see him lifting his helmet, yep. in front of the child. You see a little chin. See, see the chin drinking the broth. So it's like, okay, now what is what Bo-Katana said to him starting kind of to get into his head? I hadn't thought about it that way. That he's kind of like, okay, well, this is part of my clan, so, you know, the child is part of my clan. Yeah. Because told, you know, that the armor told. So basically they make, at that point, make the decision to go back to Navarro. Yes. The planet from the first season. Where where much of the first season takes place. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so cut scene to what looks like the, where the armorer was in all first season. Yeah, it clearly is. It is. Um, and then we see... Uh, oh, crap. I'm trying to... I wrote down the name. The Aquilish. Yes. And if you know what that is, that is from A New Hope is the first monster that trying to get into a fight with Luke. At the cantina. Yeah, the the famous one is Ponda Baba, I believe. Right, right. With a weird, like, peach chin. Yeah. That's the nice way to say it. Yeah. <laughs> Ass chin. Or that, yes. Yeah. Anyway, these guys, and, there, and there's a group of these guys in there, and they look like they're ra- they've raided and stolen a bunch of stuff, and looks like they've taken it over. And if you look around in where the armor was, the kiln is not not the same. It's almost like she took some of it. Yeah, of course. And then, like, where the skull was on the wall, there's a shadow where it used to you be. You can see where it was, yeah. So, we know she, you know, it's not that they killed her or she died. She, she packed but she up and packed, got out. packed yeah. up and left. Well, then we see them them kind of bantering back and forth to each other, and one of them grabs a, uh, a lava ferret. Yes. we saw those in the last episode of last season. Oh, yes. There's a quick shot of him running around. I totally forgot. Yeah. Well, anyway, he goes to, they're going to eat it, and he goes to chop off the head, and they hear a noise out in the hall. Well, lo and behold, someone yells, oh, it's the marshal. Well, this is where we see Cara Dune come in. A different marshal. A different marshal. 
Um, we see her come in and just beat ass. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, this just goes to show how much of a badass she actually is. A lot of the action, you can tell it's her. All of it is. She's being very physical with right. these these now, poor people. <laughs> At one point, she like tucks and rolls and fireman carries one guy on her shoulders that they shoot all to hell. She uses him as a shield. She uses him as a shield. It's a pretty great little shot. Right. Throws him at him, and then uh, takes a bottle of Spotchka and oh, smashes don't it. Don't waste the Spotchka. I know. Well, and then she does a nice little knife throw move. There's and... lots of throwing kills in this oh, show. Yeah, yeah, and then a uh, couple finish-off blaster moves. Yep. Well, it, and it was kind of a cute little scene at that point that she's cleaning up. Oh, I'm going to take this stuff back to... To who it belongs to. Rightful, yeah. Rightfully belongs to. Well, the lava ferret, like, crawls on her shoulder... And like almost like, like a Disney princess. Yes. <laughs> Starts giving her kisses and 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 like oh and she's like whoa whoa whoa, <laughs> kind of sets it down and sits up like uh, Timon from Lion King. Give me a snack. Yeah, and she's like oh well this is all I got you're, you know you're free go ahead go you know see you later. Uh huh. Um, she's got a pet. She's got a pet now. Um, but then we we switch back to Mando getting ready to land. Yeah. Successfully this time. Successfully On this land. Time. Yes. <laughs> but, you know, we see the landing gear come open, and they kind of, instead of all coming down simultaneously, kind of one at a time. The ramp is busted. Flapping it, a little. It can't go down all the way. Yeah, the ramp doesn't go down all the way. Now, did you notice he still had a um, carbonite? Someone in carbonite. Does he? In, if you look. I didn't see that. Yeah, it's in the inside the ship. You v- vaguely see it, but there's a carbonite. Chamber I did not see that sitting in there. That's great. So he still has <laughs> somebody just hanging out, right? Yeah. Um. So then we see our first shot of Grief Karga, who is oh. now kind of like the magistrate of of the town. Uh-huh. He's and, he's kind of stepping into this Mando role, uh, Mando, <laughs> Lan- Lando role. Because, kind of, yeah. Because well, when you look at Lando's history. And even if they talk about it in Empire Strikes Back, like, oh, you know, oh, you've gone legit or whatever they right, say, right, legitimate. Right. He's a legitimate businessman and he's he's the magistrate he he's he's the what does he say? I'm the um I'm the administrator of this facility. Right. It kind right. of almost is the similar path. A lot similar. I like to see that for grief. He's got a little cloak too, sort of. Yeah. Kind also, of coat cloak. This is just a fun little Easter egg okay. that's not in the show. It's for IMDB. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you click on this episode and go to uh the cast list yeah and look at for carl weathers uh-huh look at that that's not carl weathers <laughs> they have the wrong photo <laughs> i don't know who it is and when you I click on it it just takes you to carl carl weathers right so uh maybe she's somebody coming up i don't know but i thought that was very funny that it's the wrong funny. photo maybe that's carlo weathers oh uh, maybe <laughs> <laughs> anyway <laughs> he kind of you know Basically, oh, good to see you, you know, the greeting and everything else. And basically, your ship has seen better days. He's like, can you fix it? And, he's, and uh, you know, in, in typical grief, cargo fashion, oh, oh, you know, we can make it like new. Yes. You know, he's that bombastic. Now, I did notice, you know, it's kind of an evolution of everyone's character in this. Yes. Because Carl Weathers, you know, grief is kind of almost like when he sees the child, almost like the grandpa that hasn't seen his yeah, grandkid oh, exactly, in a while. Yeah. And uh, he like immediately like picks up the child and he, oh, he goes right for the care. kid. Yeah. But, but I don't know if it's supposed to be ambiguous, but it feels as though 
he might be taking the child for nefarious reasons. You know what I mean? You get that feeling just because it's of season kind of, one. Right, right. But like I said, this seems like more of a, a change of attitude. Yeah. Because even Cara Dune, her interaction is is less standoffish. Right. To him. Yes. And then, uh, you know, you cut after this, and he tells these two repairmen, you know, make it like new. You know, because he asks, he's like, is my credit good? Yes. <laughs> Din Djarin is like, is my credit good here? Yeah. And he's like, well, I think we can work something out. Uh-huh. And, and Carl kind of comments the same thing, um, just because of what he's done for there. Well, you cut the scene of them kind of walking through town, and Things Navarro have looks like totally different. Yeah. You know, it seems like they've actually... Cleaned it up. Cleaned it up. It's more of a training town. There's less crime. Less crime. Um, no imperial presence yes. there. Um, anyway, they kind of talk banter back and forth about, you know, things going on. And, you know, he, he uh, basically, um, you know, says that, oh, well, you know, I'm more of just a paper pusher. Yeah. You know, Karga. How long has Mando been gone? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, it's uh, Marshall Dune. You yeah. Know, that's the first time actually, yeah. you know, saying her name with the Marshall, yep. you know, was cleaned up everything and you know it it seems like kind of walking through that that few seconds um it's like okay wow you know Den Jarn's like wow I can't believe this is the yeah, same town things have changed and he's like come in here and you know this whole time grief has had the child yeah you know made me nervous made, yeah it kind of made me nervous because they were going into the cantina yes where they originally everything started yes well and she's like, wait till you step inside. She turns around and, and they walk in. And it's a classroom. It's a straight up classroom. It is a straight up classroom with a droid PO unit. Uh-huh. A droid teacher. Yeah. Um, kids and desks lined kids up. Kids and desks. Um, I did notice a couple little Easter eggs. Okay. Things. She, the teacher was talking about the train route. Yes. Which is the Kessel Run mm-hmm. from Solo. Of course. And then... Uh, one of the students has the hair, same hair in, as Ray. Oh, yeah, the buns. The buns. Yeah. Because when they bring the, cause he brings a child in and says, we're going to leave the child here. You know, where we're going, you know, what we have to do. You not know, for kids. It's not for kids. And, you know, because Den's like, Man, no, where like I go. That. Yeah. Where I go, he goes. You know. No, no you don't want to And then do that. he had this serious look on his face like, trust me. Yeah. You know, I, I you know, nothing's going to happen here. And, you know, Cara Dune says the same thing. They say, oh, the town is safe. You know, we've, right. we've cleaned it up. So he sets a child down in a seat and just random sets him down in a classroom. This is amazing. So it's almost like an old kind of, like, settlement frontier classroom where you have, like, right. all these grains in one Sort classroom. of like in the first episode when they're like, heaven forbid, the school, or <laughs> right, whatever he right. says. Yeah, <laughs> no, just like that. Um, anyway... We we notice a kid sitting next to the child mm-hmm. who's you know not even hiding it but sitting eating blue cookies yep. in the middle of in the middle of class. He's not even sneaking them out of his back. Nope, he's just got blue cookies. Right, and you know of course since he's controlled by his stomach, Baby Yoda immediately <laughs> interested in those. Uh-huh. You know, and he, he seems to be doing more gestures. He's trying and, to ask. Yeah, trying to ask, and the kid's like. No. No. <laughs> it's very funny. And then this is kind of where we see both the force and him being a child. Yes. And knowing how. He force pulls the cookies away from the kid. Yeah, he's a bully. Yeah. 
Baby well, Yoda's a bully. Well, he was asking for it nicely. And that doesn't the matter. No, they I weren't know. his. Don't take somebody else's cookies. <laughs> but it is kind of funny that you know the kids like looks down, not even thinking, looks down. The cookies are gone. They're in front of Baby Yoda, and he's already got one in his mouth. Yeah. The bite he, he takes is yeah, so takes funny. a bite. <laughs> And he's got so crumbs cute. all over his face yeah. <laughs> already. And he looks at the kid like, what? I asked. Yeah. <laughs> it is very, very cute. It's very cute. You never thought you would see Baby Yoda in a little classroom. Yeah. Um, But like I said, he seems to be doing more of, you know, gesturing and yes. communicating. He's obviously making some uh, some progress with yeah. his learning. But um, Doing a little maturing. Right, right. Absolutely. Um. Yeah, they were talking about train route in there. Um, the girl with the hair. I'm trying to think. Oh, there was one thing I missed. There is before they walk into the classroom, behind them in the square, there is an IG Eleven statue. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow, I didn't see that at I, all. I, yeah, I because I I like cut through this. Yeah. This episode. Boy, I didn't see that at all. Yeah, there's an IG11 statue like in the middle of town square. That's so cool. So it's kind of a reference back to he's what a hero. He did. Yeah, yeah. So it was kind of but you know no uh, quill statue anywhere. Oh, he's just maybe buried in a ditch somewhere. Quill's just in a desert, dead. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also there was another thing that I noticed, and this goes back harken to. The aftermath novel, okay, where they talked about the the three PO unit was talking about um, the capital used to be on Coruscant, but then the capital switched, hmm. which was referenced, you know, first in that aftermath novel, right? So we're kind of getting um, kind of an idea of where things are in time in, in or whatever. Future, time. Do we know what's the new capital? <sighs> I can't, it's okay if you. Don't it know. starts with a C. Car- 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 too. Cardell or something, Cardigan or something like that. Cardigan. No. <laughs> um. Here, here. New Galactic Capital. Star Wars. I went to write it down and I forgot to write that one. Let's see here. Well, let's see what Google says. Okay. Um. Capital New Republic. Oh, is it Chandrila? Maybe that's, yeah. Or Chandrila? I don't know how you would say so, it. Yeah, maybe I think it, because it went from Coruscant to Chandra. Yes, it is. That's what they said. Okay. Makes sense. Okay. Um, also, um, the 3PO unit was talking about the, what was it, the, the Kessel Maelstrom? Which is another shot oh, from Solo. A, yes. And that's where he went through. That's sort of part of the Kessel Run, isn't part it? Part of the Kessel Run. You go run. through the Maelstrom. Yeah. So that was another Solo reference. Yes. All right. Then and a lot of this is, a lot of that stuff is old Star Wars stuff. Right. The Chandrila thing, if that is the right system, yeah. that's been around for a long time. That's been around pre uh, prequels even. Right. That's from Expanded Universe stuff. Right. So it's funny to hear some of that stuff coming back. Uh, well, I mean, you know, when you have Filoni is one of the head guys, and you know he knows everything about We everything. can have a new phrase. You're full of Filoni, and yeah. that means you're very smart and know everything. <laughs> At least about Star Wars. Anyway. Yeah. Um, oh, you're full of Filoni, <laughs> which means I'm. you're smarter than me. I don't right. know. Well, you know. But anyway, after that, <laughs> they go, um, they leave the classroom, 
you know, child, you know, the child's in there learning. Um, anyway, they go back to what appears to be Grief Karga's office, and we see someone familiar. Yes. <laughs> Horatio Sands himself. Yes. The Blue Man. The Blue Man. I don't, does he ever get a name? Um, it's, uh, um, a tra- he's, uh, I don't know if it's the character name or Mithril. 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 Yeah. Mithril. Right. They say that. Yeah. And I was like, oh, like Mithril, like uh, the, yeah, the, like the Lord, Lord of the Rings. Rings thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, before he walks in, he's talking about the Razor Crest. Oh yeah. On the on. The, he's like, are you sure? He's like, you don't know. <laughs> he's yeah. talking about the yeah. So he's like calling the cops. Yeah, that's why the guy shows up later. Right. Well, what's funny is. Um, the minute he sees, you know, he sees grief walk in and Carl walk in. Well, Denjari comes in behind him. Yep, <laughs> he does not like that. And he has this oh shit look on his face. He does a and does a little exhaust. Yeah, kind of like from his shining suit. his pants. Yes, <laughs> his suit um keeps him moisturized. Moisture or, or, vest. Or, yeah, his moisture vest, which is actually almost a reference to sim- another sim- Dune, similar to Dune, similar to Dune. They have the um. In, in Dune, they're called um, still suits. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, they basically trap all your body's moisture and keep you moisturized. And right. You don't lose any water in the desert. Right. Well, because he is sort of an amphibious creature, him being on a desert planet, you're probably going to need a, right. a similar like suit. That. Yeah. yeah. But it looks like some sort of exhaust. Like, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> like, yeah, he's scared. Yeah. Anyway, um, basically, he's like, oh, I, and, and Dan Jarn's like, oh, I didn't expect you to be here. Yeah. You don't see you. He's like, ah, same way. I still you know. can't see out of my right eye <laughs> yeah, after being unfrozen. Eye. Yeah. <laughs> From Carbonite. Like, I don't want to go back to Carbonite again. <laughs> but apparently, you know, Grief Cargo worked out a deal to where he has 350 years to work off. Yeah. He's working it off pretty quick. <laughs> well, the fact that, you know, things to come started getting... So they're like, anyway, yeah. and they talk about that there's this, you know, almost, aban- almost abandoned base. This left. I had a little problem with. Okay. Because he's like, oh, there's an Imperial base. We uh, Basically, with, with doing very little research, they don't really know what's going on there. They don't know how many troops are there. They don't have an actual number. Right. They did very little recon. They just get in a speeder and go. You well, can't do a siege on a whim. Well, and the thing is, though... Denjarn almost kind of questions that because he's talking about, you know, they're talking about, well, you know, the raiders and outlaws will, you know, if they get these weapons that are on, you know, they'll they'll turn everything over. Yeah. And and Denjarn's kind of like, oh, so you want to get there first, thinking he's still his same way. Yes. But he's like, no. And and Kara kind of at that point jumps in and be like, no, we want to get rid of this. To, to be able to... Remove able, the Imperials. To remove the Imperials so this whole planet is safe. So this can be like the training hub. Yep. You know. They want to go legit? Not Yeah, exactly. This this is the training hub of the Outer Rings. Yeah. You know, so... that At that point, that's he's reluctantly joined. He's like, all right. Plus, right. if it gets his ship fixed, you know, right. he does what he has to do. Yeah, exactly. So, all four of them... Take off in a speeder, little more modified than the the New Hope Land. It's different, yeah. It's a little bit different, different brand. But you know, it's new models and of course and, and stuff like that. Um, they get to which is apparently in a lava river. Uh huh. 
that's interesting. A little bit back to season one. It kind yeah, of seems, a bit, feels like that. Yeah, which is right now it's apparently, I guess, the lava ebb and flows. Yeah. Almost like the ocean. It's seasonal or, or time-based tide, or something. Yeah, because... Um, the lava tide. Right. It's mentioned. They get up there and they, you know, it's... Typical imperial construction. The lift is on the bottom. Yes. You know, try the button. He says that the button's melted from lava. I love the design of this base. Yes. It reminds me so much of some of the video game design. Right. Specifically, there's one game I'll always go back to, Star Wars Jedi Knight. Mm-hmm. It's Dark Forces 2. came out in right. 1997. Yep. But you go to a lot of imperial places and bases like this. Right. And it has the look and feel, and it's just so perfectly Star Wars for me. And it's right in the pocket of, like, the perfect Star Wars timeline. Right. They have that aesthetic. That, That's that my jam. Aesthetic. It's I would prefer that over Clone Wars any day. Uh, it just looks a certain way and feels like pre, uh, pre-prequels right. Star Wars where there were only three movies, and this is just, you know... We're in that certain era of the timeline, right? And that, for me, is the the sweet spot of right, Star Wars. Right. And I thought that design was just absolutely perfect, yeah, straight and, in the pocket. Yes, it, it was. It was right there in that that sweet spot. Yeah. Um. Basically, you know, there there's a little banter back and forth. Um. Horatio Sands' character is like, "Well, I'm gonna take off now," <laughs> and, and then Grief is like. You better not, you know, you sit your gills right there. I'll give you 100 years if you yeah, help us out. Yeah, I'll take off 100 years yeah. if you stay there. He's like, oh, well, I can't, you know. And then he tells him, get over here to try to laser off the thing. Yeah. Well, uh, Dan Jarn, like, rockets off to yeah. the top. Mando's like, hang on, I'll be back. Yeah. And then literally within five seconds of him disappearing, you just see the stormtrooper, like, fall out of the sky. Yes. Yeah. Like, Smash hard, on smash the hard, and then the door to the lift opens. Yep, so good. <laughs> yeah, perfect. And then uh, they get in, and Horatio Sands' character, typical, you know, chicken shit fashion, is like, eh, yeah. I'm gonna stay out here. <laughs> Kara's like, oh, okay. Well, when the uh, lava tide comes in, just give us a holler, and we'll throw a rope down to you. Yeah, and he's like, oh, okay, change my mind. I think I'll go. Yeah, the kind of the Scooby Doo. Uh, Staying out in the van kind yeah. of thing. Zoinks. Zoinks. Yeah. Uh, the whole Mando flying up and, the, and then the body falling down, that feels like a uh, Favreau thing. Yeah. That's a very like Iron Man type uh, thing. It just seems like a thing Favreau yeah. just loves to do those little bits. Well, and then this was, and this was Carl Weathers. Director. He directed this, yes. yes. He directed this one. And, and we forgot to mention Bryce Dallas Howard. Yes, did the previous episode. Did the previous did episode, which job. I've 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 been impressed, and apparently these are her only real directing. My only wonder is like how much control the directors have on this show because everything is so storyboarded and every like what decisions do they get to make? I guess it's more but about the little things. It's it's a stylized way because you can tell the different styles. Of oh, the for sure, and some of the action and things like yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. So I think that's I think that's a. And Carl Weathers is. I looked it up. He's directed like thirteen other things. Yeah, and it's all small, like Hawaii Five O. Yeah, and, but he knows you know, what he's. He's been doing it for so long. Oh yeah, no, but I mean, you can see like the kinds of the other things he's directed. Yeah, to the kind of things that this sort of played. I really like Carl Weathers. By yeah. the way, have I said that? Yes. I really like Carl, I love Weathers. Carl Weathers. Yes. Dirty dozen. Yes. Anyway. Um, they get up to the top of the lift. They're on the platform that that kind of hangs over. Yeah. There's uh, like three or four stormtroopers dead 
on the on the yeah. ground. Mando's been busy. Mando's been busy. Well, in the background, you see a particular transport that's got a tarp over the top of it. Yep. You know, that came we saw that on the last episode of last season. That was which that harkens back from only a concept drawing and a toy. Is it the same one? From the New Hope, yes. Oh. That's the transport from... The same one, huh? Yeah. Because I thought it was... Whoa. That was awesome. <laughs> uh, I thought that was a different transport. No, it was the same type. Okay. This one had a gun mounted on the back of it. And it had... But it was the same type of transport. Well, but the other one, like, the guys are on the outside, right? This one is more like no, a bus. the toy had the one on the outside. Well, but that one had in. But the, in the previous in the previous season, you see the the exact one from the toy where well, the yeah, guys come is, out the side. This one's more of a modified. Okay, it's, so it's got not, the slits on the side, and you can see the slits. It's not on exactly the, side. the same, but it's yeah, similar. it's it's the, uh, what they call a Texler. Well, doesn't Horatio Sands say something like, "Oh, it's the new model"? Yeah. So that's why it's that different. Was, yeah, that was a newer model or whatever. Okay, I just want to be sure that right. I'm clear on this. Yes. Yeah, but because well, up to now we've not Trexler. gotten anything wrong. Yeah, those are called Trexler transports. <laughs> okay. Um. Anyway, you know, mission is shut down the cooling. There's a reactor. Yeah, there's a over, there's over a lava the reactor. reactor. Yeah, yeah, basically stereotypical Star Wars. You know, thing. Star Wars thing. Shut down the reactor. Thing will blow. Yes. So, okay. Um. Several shots, and I mean, straight out of. The OG Star Wars. It feels very New Hope. Very New Hope. The 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 design of the hallways, identical. The troopers, the troopers running through, um, and then you have the reactor, the reactor shaft, shaft, and the reactor control unit. Yes, which is exactly the same. Of so precariously placed with no guardrail. <laughs> this is the thing that I've been talking about for years. The uh, the design of the Star Wars world is all about danger. <laughs> there is no OSHA safety in this. No. They would be having a fit. They have oh shit safety. Yeah. Well, this it's the exact same reactor, and I mean, looks identical to the one that Obi-Wan shut down and the it tractor goes, beam. It goes, yeah. <laughs> and it really even made the same sound. <laughs> I love it. But, you know, they played the whole, you know, comedic with Horatio Sands. He even goes, says, there's no guardrail yeah. here. Yeah. Uh, so they kind of playing that that comedy. Up I really it. felt his scared acting. I, fe- I I felt the nervousness of the oh, yeah. having to stand there. I'm like, keep your legs planted, keep your feet, don't look down. Right. Just 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 and do what you're of, doing. He yeah. slides He's... out backwards and then hurries up and turns around <laughs> and kind of holds. Yeah. But that's that's just one of those weird design things that Star Wars has always had. Just, right. There's a big hole in the floor, or there's a there's this giant cliff, and there's no guardrail. All these things that you need to access are just gonna kill you. Right. I love it. It feels very perfectly Star Wars. Right. To me. Um. There was a few other things. Um. There was a shot where they they got the couple of guys that got that control pod thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That little stick. Yep. Um. Which actually. Um, it's a slicer. Grand Moff, huh. Oh, go ahead. Grand Moff Tarkin had like in a pocket. Uh huh. Yeah. In in the original New Hope. Like, yes. On him. So they're like key fobs. It's a key, essentially. Yeah. Yes. So um, that that was a reference back to that. Love it. Well, anyway, um, they hit the reactor, shut it off. You know the uh, uh, you know sirens go. The original Claxon baby. The, yes. Um, you know they they start heading out, seeing troopers go in, so they kind of backtrack, back you know kind of head back to where they. Quite a few troopers show up. Right, quite a few, and they're talking a lot more than what originally thought. Yeah. 
Absolutely, and different and, types. And he makes a kind of comment on that one. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, um, I thought there was only a small squad. Well, that keeps coming up in that, Mando as yeah, well. Yeah, that keeps coming up. Um, they get to a hallway, and these two guys are scientists, mm-hmm. and they have the same patch as the Dr. Dr. Pershing. Dr. Pershing, yeah. From and they're quickly saying, "Oh, we'll delete the right. d- delete the data, kill kill the drive, or whatever they're saying." Right. They obviously have some kind of science going on that right. is uh, not well, to be falling into different hands. Exactly. Well, they they spot them. Laser fire ensues. They kill both of the of the scientists and nail them. Nail them. And they walk a little bit further, and there are tanks. Yeah. And there are creatures in tanks. They look like they've been grown. Badly, right? right. Uh, I got a definite Snoke feel. There is one character I stopped and like zoomed. Yeah, it's almost identical to Snoke. Is it a Snoke? It's got the hand scar. Snoke parts. It's got the kind of ear funky on one side. Um, I also saw a concept drawing of it. Now the concept drawing because you only see really a close up of the one tank. Yeah. But the concept drawing, it had multiple creatures. Okay. In, and one of them was a, I mean, it was a vague, but it was clear enough to see the kind of, almost kind of creature it was. Yes. Um, a Darth Maul. Um, what is the species? Is it, oh boy. I want to say, I can't believe I don't remember. Darth Maul. Uh, race. Dathomirian. Dathomirian. No, he's a, he's a oh. Zabrak. Though. Zabrak. Yeah, that's yeah. in Zabrak. Zabrak. Anyway, it's a Zabrak. I don't know how I didn't remember that. Yeah. <laughs> God forbid. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, but anyway, in the concept drawing that you see at the ends and of mm-hmm. the episode that they always have those, yeah. there is a there is a definite Zabrak in that's one. That's cool. Of so well, here's here's what we know for sure. They're they're getting creatures with high M count. Right. The M has to be midichlorians. Yes. It's interesting that they would go back to that. That's the thing that the fans right. traditionally hate. But I don't really see a pro- It's already in the canon. Right. I don't really see a problem with them referencing that. It doesn't make me mad. No. A lot of people will be like, oh, midichlorians, no. Right. We didn't erase it. It's still there. It's, yeah. And and who knows? Like Maybe in Star Wars, maybe having a high midichlorian count might be in- indicative of force sensitivity but maybe it's not the whole thing like maybe maybe that's just sometimes maybe that's with certain maybe types those of creatures are attached to people that have yeah i don't know yeah, but don't. it doesn't have to be midichlorians equal the force right it doesn't have to be no. that and i hope they never try to explain it because that's we've gone far enough well anyway at this point this is when they they're like you know tell horatio sands it's like find out what they were doing yeah it's like but the you know and it's gonna blow yeah car just turns around do it. Do it. Do it. He's like, oh shit, okay. Do you know, it, it just knows how, how badass she yeah. is. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, anyway, that's when the communication from Pershing pops up. Yes. And talks about M count. Yes. He actually says M count. I think they don't say Minichlorian, so they don't trigger <laughs> all these nerds like me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, he talks about, you know, the asset and. You know, taking the samples, and he, you know, they they were out of samples. Yeah, and he couldn't have taken any more at the time, otherwise, child would they have were, died. They were taking his blood. Yeah, um, and then he said that all that they experimented on had catastrophic results and died. Yes. 
So they weren't just trying to create clones. It sounds like they were also using creatures for experiments. Yeah, so there's a couple ways this could go. This could be specifically about Snoke. Th- that could be their project. Mm-hmm. It could be they're trying to breed some sort of Force-sensitive trooper. Right. Or pilot or something. Um, or it could be that they're trying to make new host bodies for Palpatine. Right. Which makes a lot of sense to which me. Which kind of br- you know, kind of brings in the new trilogy into right. light of Which where could it- help kind of shine some light on some of that kind stuff. of clarify some of that i would love to see some palpatine show, show up yeah in, in in this show i really think that this show can help fill in some of the gaps and make the the, the sequel trilogy make more sense right and make it less aggravating right so well and then there there was something that he said Pershing said that almost made reference to snoke's son or uh palpatine's son what did he say i and now that I'm, you know, I didn't, that was the one thing I didn't write down. I missed that. I mean, or maybe I heard there it. Was, yeah, it was kind of a reference to the living sample or something. And Oh, I see. Know, I thought that was, they were talking about Baby Yoda. Yeah. No, it was, but it was like from the material, not the, not the M count blood, but like the live, you know, hmm. donor maybe, or whatever. Maybe they're talking about Ray. Yeah. Well, I don't think so because. she She would have been born by now for sure. Right, but they didn't know she even existed. Right? At this point, Ray was put off. All right. Well, that's so, what they say, but right. who knows? Who, I, you know, who right. knows? Right. You might be right, though. Yeah, I think you're right. Well, anyway, at this point, this is when they get the information. You know, things are starting to kind of go haywire they, and blow up. They get out to the deck. And right before that, because they referenced the child, Din Djarin's like, I gotta get to the kid. Right now. Yeah. Right now. Time to go. So they get out there. She uh Cartoon tells him, just go. It's interesting that we we just ditch Mando for a while. He just flies off. Right. In a really great shot, by the way, where yes. he just goes Close over the side. That, yeah. Yeah. Uh but and now the show becomes focused on Cardoon and Grief Carga for a while. Right. Which is fine with me. Well, they get pinned down because there's more troopers than they think. Maybe to make it more dramatic and, you know. Right. Because Mando could have just taken them all out. Right. We take away their protector and then here, here's the drama. Will right. they make it? Well, they, they uh, you know, I thought it was kind of funny. Horatio Sands does this, like, whack-a-mole move. Mm. He pops up like He does, yes. Why did he do that? And it's very funny. And then shoots once. Yeah, it was hilarious. Well, anyway, she gets the idea, gets in the transport, you know, Whips and gets it started, whips it around. Mm-hmm. You know she know you know she was a shock trooper at one point. She knows what she's doing. She knows what she's doing. Well, she tries to go what you know gets him in, kind of swings it around. Yeah, gets him in, kind of a almost like a uh, like a bank robbery car chase. This kind is of, a good chase. Way. I like this because it's different for Star Wars. It is. Well, anyway, she goes off the sign. Yeah, and, and that like, shot is amazing. She's. Looks like having the time of her life driving. Uh-huh. Grief Karga looks like your mom next to you. Yep. And and uh, Mithril looks like he's shitting his pants right he there. He did, yeah, for sure. <laughs> he he pulled the uh, frog lady. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Anyway, um, you know, and, and they, you know, adding comedy like they have in The Mandalorian more than they have in They any, don't go too far. No, but anyway, it lands on the spinner. Yeah, they crush his speeder. He's like, was that my speeder? (laughs) (laughs) 
and I, I thought he was going to get killed too. I, so yeah. uh, it was really funny. I'm like, they're just just destroying this guy before they finally finish him <laughs> yeah, off. Yeah. But uh, tank off. Next, you get this the the troopers on the speeder bikes. Yes. Which and, that shot is also badass. Yes. I love that. And Although sh- some of them don't even make it down the side of the right, the, right. You know, one cliff. clips, clips the other one, and then kind of hit in between. But you have those three, and I mean, but that illustrates what we're dealing with as far as right. uh, the troopers. They're hit or miss on uh, quality. Quality, yeah. So I mean, that goes to show maybe they're not all clones, like you know. Well, they're it, certainly not all clones. No, but I meant going back to the new trilogy, talking about recruiting. Right. You're going to have better troopers and, than others. And clearly, these guys are not. Products of this, of this, uh, of the original. Well, and they're also not tr- products yeah. of this, uh, experiment that they're doing there. Right, right. They're, they're just, you know, these are the just mill. troopers. Right. <laughs> well, anyway, um, you know, Grief Cargan jumps on the gun in back. That's fun. Yeah. Harken back to original trilogy you know, vibes. Original man. trilogy. And even in The Force Awakens when, um, Finn is oh, on yeah. the gun. Oh, yeah. You know, where he's trying to get used to shooting it. That's funny, yeah. He can't quite hit anything. I I didn't even think about that, yeah. Finally, he hits one. Well, and then they pull the typical um, Indiana Jones. I felt Indiana Jones for sure. On this chase. The squish. Yeah. The squish kill is awesome. And she, you can tell she loves killing troopers. It was almost too brutal. I was like, wow, that, (laughs) there's an explosion. And it's like, he's like, woo. Yeah, that was pretty brutal. Well, somebody that's been through as much war, apparently, and that she has. She's just doing it, man. She, yeah. She falls into it and does it without thinking about it. Well, and then typical, you know, and, and another Indiana Jones type shot, you know, one guy gets on top. Yes, and exactly. It was, it's very it was Indiana the Jones. Crusade. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Where, <laughs> well, anyway, Grief turns around with a gun and it shows because he has a. Um, one of the uh, detonator bombs yep. that a death trooper normally has. Yeah, he's gonna go throw it inside. Well, where he turns the turn around and sees Please. him standing there and blows him away. That was great. And then as the as the uh, transporters flying, you see the biker scout helmet twirling on the ground. Yes, which was perfect. That was pretty good. Yeah. Well, and then as the base explodes, you see four remaining Tie Fighters. Yes, and now these are the modified ties. These are the news ties. With the yeah. um, moving panels yes. that change for landing. Which I like this design. They look cool. I love this design. Mm-hmm. Instead of the stagnant side panels. Yes, they're X-Fighters. I don't know what they're actually called, yeah, but they look like x I wrote it down from last year when, yeah. we, when we first saw them. Um, anyway, it's kind of neat, and you can tell how much battle that Cardoon has been in. Yeah. Because you hear that iconic TIE Fighter sound. Yeah, she and knows. The second, the second she hears it, you see the look on her face like, oh, damn, we got to go. She knows just like the audience knows, and yeah, I like that. Exactly. You know. they, they don't have to explain. That's one thing I noticed. Like They don't have to explain why she would know that sound. Right. She knows just like we know. Right, exactly. Well, and then, they're, you know, um, Grief's trying to hit the, the, the TIE Fighters to no avail. He's shooting more of the cliffs than he is anything yeah. else. Finally clips one. Well, it spins and hits takes out the gun takes out the gun so they're and they're in get out of the the trench and are almost in town you know it's that typical they're so close we're right so there so close well they the remaining tie fighters start lining up to, to and, and have them in their crosshair and lo and behold guess what guess what dun dun dun, dun. the rc yes blows the one and, and gets ready to take the shots and there's still the two left and they kind of break off. A great little standoff with these oh ships my here. God. 
and and this shows not just um two episodes ago, but this episode. He's like one of the best pilots we've ever seen in yes. Star Wars. I mean, better than Han. I mean, uh, well, I mean, honestly, pretty good. You know, he does some of these aerial moves. Han that, is pretty creative, though. I got to give Han that. Well, but he, he flies dro- dirty. Yeah, he does fly <laughs> dirty. flying dirty. <laughs> but uh, you know, and, and he's got the, and Dan's got the child with him. Yeah. And he's still got his cookies. Oh, yes, I forgot about this. <laughs> and, you know, he's strapped into the seat, and he's flying and doing all these aerial maneuvers. Spinning, and going spinning, upside down. Going straight up in the air and yep. doing a flip and coming straight down. And um, The child's anyway, raising his arms. He's, like, he's having a great it's time. Like a, it's like a, a roller coaster. Uh, roller coaster. <laughs> Blows up the final one, and you literally see on the face... It looked like the kids from the Sandlot when they were doing the chew oh. and the spin. <laughs> and Blue Cookie makes an appearance again. Yeah, it's exactly. And not whole. As a dad, I knew exactly what was going to happen. And he it's just, the cutest little... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that Mando. Mando says something on the comms as, as far as like, we have to do some on-ship maintenance. Is yeah. that what he says? Yeah. I've the, got some on-ship maintenance to do. Some maintenance to, to do. Of. It means cleaning up baby puke. Yeah. Very funny. Yeah, Very cute. They, they, had, you know, they had called and, you know, buy you a drink, come to, yeah. you know. Um, well, he, he says he has to, they have to get to the planet. And, you know, so he kind of cuts to Grief's office. And we see, and I found out his name, uh, Captain Carson Tivo. Okay, yes. He was in the second episode. He was the guy that wasn't Dave Filoni, but the other right. X-Wing pilot. And apparently they have patrols on the outer rim. There's several rims of the galaxy. Yes. And, you know, he's questioning about the Razor Crest and... Grief's like, I didn't say anything about Razor Crest. Yeah. You know, kind of. So good. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, basically, he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I never saw anything. And he's like, well, you know, something's going on. I know, you know. Yeah. And he kind of walks out of the office, and Karin is sitting there leaning up against a pole, feeding the little lava ferret. Yes. <laughs> that followed her. It's a dank ferret. Yeah. Um,. Only when it rains. <laughs> uh, anyway, he, um, you know, Carson says to it, you know, I know you're a good soldier and we can use you. There's something going on in this outer rim yeah. that the core worlds don't, aren't concerned with or aren't believing. So that's another reference to the new movies. Yes. Because, you know, all the stuff going on in the outer rim and that's how they got surprised with being destroyed by the new First Order weapon. Right. And I, I I don't know if that also ties in, but like by episode seven, people have forgotten the Jedi. Are, right. Were they, are, were they ever even real? Han has to say, it's true, all of it. Right. And I have to cry every time. Yeah. Well, and at that point, he says, you know, I know, you know, I know you battled on Alderaan. He's like, yeah. I was there. He said, did you lose anyone? And she said, she oh, said I lost everyone. Everyone. Yeah. Well, and then he's like, I'm, you know, I'm sorry for your loss. And, you know, if basically it was a, if you ever change your mind kind of moment and he leaves a new Republic badge. It's like a badge. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a sheriff's badge almost. Yeah. 
you know, kind of that that uh, you know Wyatt Earp moment. Yes, leaves it on the on the table exactly. in front of her and walks away. So and it kind of and she kind of turns around and looks at it and kind of takes a step away and that's and then we cut to a looks like a communications officer. Yes, talking to this is a big tease. This is a big tease. Um, it is. I kind of go back in my notes because I found out what kind of creature it is because it's made appearance in a couple different. Um. A Nimband. Okay. It was one of the mechanics that was working on his ship. Okay. Okay. Um, he was actually one of the creatures in Solo, one of the Skyriders. Yes. And he's also in the Star Wars Squadron as one of the pilots. That's true, that yes. That creature. Yes. Well, anyway, he said that the device was planted on the Razor Crest, and she makes mention that... Your actions will be rewarded in the new era. Yes. So is this this another reference to the First Order? Of course. Coming. Then she she walks down the hall to a room, and lo and behold, Moff Gideon is in this chamber where the scientists are, and they have a mechanics badge from a game from a long time ago. Yeah, and we see these row of what game? Oh, what what was the first person Star Wars game? Dark Forces. Yes. Oh, okay. I didn't notice that. Yeah, it's on their shoulder. It's on um, the mechanics. Boy, that's like one of my favorite games ever. So it's right. I re- I referenced the sequel earlier in this episode. So well, I feel like well, a real idiot. We see a bunch of giant armors. Yes, that are, my opinion, are dark troopers. They look like dark troopers. And they're big, mechanical, you know, so this this may play into Din Djarin's memories when he was a child. Hmm. You know, with having to fight those, you know, when, when the Death Watch found him. Yeah. And also harken reference to the Purge. Yeah, they look like the Death Troopers. You know. They look kind of like Darth Vader's outfit they look like, now those are armors not actual clones the, no they were, they were robots they were, they were robots they were mechanical okay so i thought they looked like armors that maybe somebody would be inside like i didn't know if they were trying to if these were clones or some other situation well i mean if they are dark troopers then they are the mechanical dark troopers right from from like forces right so if that's what they are but that's what they looked like their size the the armor of them they right. had like real broad shoulders that's awesome. You know, so that's and that's kind of where, you know, basically she tells him that the you know, the transponder is on the razor crest. Yeah, they're being tracked. And they're being tracked and he's like, "Good. Now we'll be able to, you know, catch them." And he's heading to see Ahsoka Tana. Yep. So So do you think he's going to get there and then maybe not not quite make it? And they're gonna they're gonna pick him up before he can make it to Ahsoka. Is that the next episode? I I think that he'll make it to Ahsoka. And then they're gonna show up. And then they're gonna show up. Oh. I think that's what. And then we're gonna start seeing. You know, I think we'll see Bo Katan again. What do you think is gonna happen when they when he gets the child to Ahsoka? Is she gonna refuse to help because she's not a Jedi anymore? I think he may get another. You know, it's like okay, well, I can't do this, but this person can. It, yeah, kind of thing seems like it or like hey you're already doing a good job you'd be his dad right you know, 
Why would you even bother? I, I yeah, I don't think she'll take responsibility for him. No. But it may either one of two things, or you know, we're looking at another capture and have to rescue again. Yeah. So, and this time with you know Carantune and you know the the Mandalorians and you know all the all the forces Ahsoka Tana has. Sure. It would be neat to get to see all that in live action. Yes. So maybe I, if Mando has a team up with Ahsoka to do some kind of you know rescue or whatever right. it is, I would love to see some some Star Wars uh, classic Force stuff and well, lightsaber. I would love to see the battle between the white sabers of Ahsoka and the dark saber. Yeah, but I don't think you're I think gonna, that's coming. I don't. You think we're going to get that? I think. We'll I thought get they that. were friends. Or do you mean to, to to saber with Moff Gideon? The same with Moff, Moff Gideon. Gideon. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about the other no, no, Mandalore. No, 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 no. Because no. they're buddies, right? Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, but it would be great to see them fight. But doesn't it seem more like it needs to be Bo-Katan? Maybe they're... I don't know. It seems like it needs to be her fighting Gideon to get this, to get the saber back. Because she's the heiress. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, it seems I like mean, that would be the way to do it. But it's like one of those things. It's like, okay, but, you know, Ahsoka-Tana is the... Is but isn't the Jedi... Yeah, and uh, to fight them with the against the black saber. It's hard to say where it was going to work. Yeah, could the go. dark saber. Yeah. So either way, cool ending. Cool ending. Good two episodes. Yes. Yes. Very action packed. Yes. Great directing on both of them. Uh huh. I really don't. The only thing is, there were two little. <laughs> um, there was one shot in. Your episode. I thought some of the fighting was a little stiff and like maybe too choreographed. Some of it. I, I I wasn't a huge fan of when he ran down the hall. And was getting blasted? And, and getting blasted. Yeah, it was a little, okay. It was well. a little, you know, there there wasn't as much consequence to it. Yeah. Um, I, I thought maybe if he got injured a little bit. Yeah, but no, it just kind of made him fall over. But anyway, there was a scene that apparently a crew member. I saw that, yeah. <laughs> he's like just standing right, up, yeah, right just, around the corner. Just off the corner. You can see part of him. And then there's one in... 12 that there's and it's a split scene that i saw it there's a coffee mug in the middle of a what is it with shows doing this <laughs> it was a water bottle in game of thrones i would know it was a starbucks cup oh that's right that's right starbucks cup yeah no but there was a water bottle too oh that's funny when they were all at the end of where they were all in the, the thrones all together talking <laughs> there was a water bottle like behind the leg that's very funny but anyway um yeah so i mean two more great episodes absolutely so this I is think, the show we needed in 2020. Yes. Thanks, Dave Filoni. So we're going to go through, going through most in December. We've got four more episodes. I think yep. the two action, more of the two more for us of that. Right, right. But two then, more for yeah. us, but four episodes of Mando. Of Mando. Yep. So we're going to go late in December with those. Mm-hmm. Um, man, the action is ramped up on all four of so oh, for far. Sure. And I mean, it's gotten more and more and more intense. And I think this is just the beginning. I don't need it to go too big. You know, it's Mandalorian. Right. It doesn't need to be. We're not blowing up Death Stars or anything. We It can just be these small stories. Right. I don't need a big action set piece thing. I just, I mean, you know, maybe for a season finale or something. But and and, and that's need, what I think is going to happen. I don't need every episode to be No, no, huge. no, no. No. We had our filler episode. You know, uh-huh. episode two. I like. I just episode. love getting these layers of the lore. Yeah, I love receiving more lore. I love p- 
connecting dots. Well, and that's we never got that much of actual Mandalore lore uh-huh. in live action. Right. None. And we're getting a ton now. Yeah, absolutely. It's just so, so fun that we've oh yeah. gotten this far with this TV show. I never thought it would happen. No, I never did too. It's it's awesome. So I'm I'm happy. I've been, you know, there's little things to always nitpick in any kind of show, and, and when you're a fan of a franchise, yep. you know, there's some things you can go, eh. But I've never had any kind of yeah. Not every episode is like you know my absolute favorite, but it's been fun. It's a fun show. I don't really have any big complaints. Oh, I know. All right, well, I guess it's time to wrap up this one. Time to wrap up. Now, listen, you can find us on Twitter at Geek Sinks. You can find us on Facebook at Nerds Geek in the Kitchen Sink. Now, listen, on Facebook, we have a, an actual page for the show, and we also have a group. If you jump into that group, we're having a lot of fun in there. We're doing more uh, interactive things. There's right. people posting stuff. It's a good time. And we'll, ex- and we'll post uh, exclusive stuff to the group that we don't post on our yes, others. Yes, there is. Uh, or you can also email us at nerdsgeekinthekitchensink yep. at gmail.com. We're also on Instagram. Yes, we have that as well. And our Redbubble shop. Yes. And Which speaking is- of shops, I have one more thing before we go. Sure. I have a friend who runs a eBay shop, and he does like toys and games. Uh-huh. And he's got some excellent Star Wars vintage stuff. I mean, he's got Star Wars all the way around. He's got as much Star Wars as you want, and they're, they're, it's all in great shape, really good prices. They know what they're doing over there. So if you were interested in some really cool Star Wars stuff, and this is not a promotion, by the way. I just wanted to shout him out because his <laughs> store is so awesome. Just look up Pete, the the letter N, Sons. So it's Pete and Sons, Toys and Games on eBay. They have some fantastic stuff for Star Wars in particular, but all, all kinds of stuff. So uh, if you're looking for some fun vintage stuff at a really reasonable price, check that out. Definitely. Yeah, they got some great stuff. He's given me some cool stuff. He's he's man. He's hooked me up with some with some awesome <laughs> stuff. So, uh, shout outs to those guys. They're great. All right. Well, Anything else? No, I think that's about it. Tweet us. Email us. Give us a virtual handshake. Yep. Have a nice Thanksgiving. Tell if us you're doing how we're that. doing. Give us some ideas. Yeah, do that. M- may the fourth be with you. <laughs> And if you guys are doing anything special, let us know. Yeah. Uh, we'll shout you out. Yeah. So we will talk to you in a couple weeks. Very soon. Have a good turkey day if you do that. If not, just have a good day. Eat some turkey anyway. Yeah. Bye. Bye.